Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one... The only Puckle TCG Cast. Hello, hello, Puckalonians, and welcome to another installment of the Puckle TCG Cast. This is episode 14, and of course, Puckle stands for Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that our, our man Thatch made up. With me today, we have a galore of great co hosts. First, some say that Route 5 in Kanto once was, once, was once called Sublime Manic Road. But they had to change it because no one crosses Sublime and lives. Mr. Sublime Manic! <laughs> Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast, greetings. And good night. This is TCG. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> some say that he was able to evolve his Eevees into Umbrian, Sylveon, and Glaceon in Pokemon Red. Mr. Gator! Hello, everybody. What's happening? And lastly, but certainly not, you know, worst, some say that he, the sole reason of why Waldo is hiding, the legend himself, Thatch. That's true. Waldo is scared of me. Welcome, guys. Uh, and we got a great show for you guys. We got some news, some uh, awesome packs that's coming out. We're also going to talk about our review of the X and Y Evolution set which is our latest evolutions, um, well, our latest set. And we're going to finish off talking about none other than the tournaments, uh, regionals, nationals, or what we used to call nationals, uh, and we're, now, uh, we're not calling them continentals. But before that... I think they're like international challenges or something now. Yeah. But yeah, but everybody calls that, them continentals, so... Yeah, because that's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> but before all that, let's go ahead and start with the news. Cue the epic music. (laughs) (laughs) And in the news, we have our eyes set on the new starters. Um, Please, uh, Sublime, could you cover the new starters? The new starters for um, Sun and Moon have had GX cards revealed that are promos. They're all pretty bad. Um, (laughs) You have... Decidueye. Have we decided how to pronounce that, by the way? Just Decidueye. 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 I assumed so. I'm just because not sure. Decidueye and then I. 
just just okay. a, uh, a little note. I was gonna start with this news, and then I realized that it included the evolution for Rowlet, and I'm like, nah, I'm not even gonna try. So I'm gonna let Sublime handle this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Decidui has 240 HP as a GX. It evolves from Dartrix, so it is a stage two GX. It's got an ability, Feather Arrow. Once during your turn, you may choose one of your opponent's Pokemon and put two damage counters on it. That's actually pretty good. Um, Razor Leaf uh, for one grass and two colorless just does 90. And then its GX attack is called Hollow Hunt. Put three cards for your discard pile into your hand. Um, that's actually not bad. That's probably the best of the three. Oh, and then yeah. we have... I have opinions, in... but okay. All right, well, wait till you see the other two and then see what you think. <laughs> Incineroar GX uh, has 250. It's a stage two, again. For one fire energy, it has Hustle Blow. Um, 10 damage. This attack does 20 more damage for each fire Pokemon on your bench. Tiger Swing does 80 damage, plus you flip two coins and it does 50 more for each head. And that costs two fire and a colorless. And then Incineroar's GX attack is called Berm Slam GX, which does 200 damage, and the opponent's Pokemon is now burned. And burn has returned. See Not with a vengeance, there? though. <laughs> um, and then also you got two fire and a colorless. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, and then you've got Primarina GX, which is, again, a stage 2, 250 HP. It's got Bubble Beat for two colorless energy. Uh, 10 damage. This attack does 10 damage plus 20 for each water energy attached to all of your Pokemon. Oh. Oh. That has potential. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not the GX attack. The GX attacks are... Mm. Alright, and then you have Ocean Sound uh, for 3 water and 1 colorless, which does 120 damage and discards an energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon. And then you have Grand Echo GX, which is the GX attack, and it just heals all of your Pokemon completely. Yep. Okay, Primarina's going in Wailord. Yep. Primarina's pretty good. Primarina <laughs> is the best GX card from the starters, by bar none. Uh, I don't, I think Decidueye's ability is pretty good, though. The ability is like free damage. Choose, it yeah. is literally free damage every turn, it, wherever you want it. Build around Golbat and Crobat, placing that kind of damage. So, like, and the fact that it's in the grass deck helps it a little bit too with Forest. So, mm -hmm. but it's yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Sublime on this. I'm going to give it to Decidueye out of the three. No, well, yeah, that's her opinion, and it's wrong, but. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it, like, the only card, okay, so you have um, Xerneas Break, which does basically the equivalent of Pre-Arena's attack, or you have Gardevoir, uh, Mega Gardevoir, which has the attack that does 30 uh, for each energy attached. Mm -hmm. Those, like, are viable decks, but they're iffy viable decks, I would say. This Not is only, only doing... Stage 1s. Right. This is a stage two that only does twenty per water. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, it has potential, but I'm not going to assume that it's great yet. Mm -hmm. So here's my problem. That, is, that requires like ten energy to break two hundred. Ten energy. That's not easy to get in play. What's the water energy acceleration going on? Because Fairy had Xerneas. What does water have for energy acceleration well, right, right now? Well, nothing. Hold that break where you can move it around. <laughs> What was that? That's it. It's Golduck Break where you can move it around. True. <laughs> that's that's or, the extent. Or you can have yeah. this and also have Solgaleo. Mm -hmm. uh, not Solgaleo. Oh, yeah, Solgaleo. 
and use the mm-hmm. GX, because you are not going to use the GX attack on this one, obviously. So you use the GX attack on Solgaleo to put five energy, water energies onto whoever you want, and now... And that's got, only an extra hundred. Correct. And you need well, to be breaking two hundred to one-shot, otherwise... I mean, if you're going to run Solgaleo, you might, it, you might as, for that, you might as well run Gardevoir. No, no, right? and it's true. It yeah, true. that's true. But here's my problem with DC, DCDY. So two damage counters every turn, that's fantastic. It's still a stage two. You need forest uh, pl- uh, of giant plants and Easy. all three evolutions to be available to do twenty damage consistently in return. Not bad. I do it with vile plume easily, so that's but not you, a problem. But you only need one vile plume in play. You only need Two one of these extra if you're damage counters. It. It's fine, but it's not to me not worth having. I mean, you put a vile plume down, you're canceling all trade or tools um items. You put Decidueye, you're just doing two extra damage every turn. Which Well, yeah, that's I know. what Crobat did, but yes, everyone but Crobat, loves Crobat. But Crobat was instant And Crobat only did it once. This does it every turn. Well, but there was way around that, right? Not to mention Lysander killing this is going to be a much bigger deal than like Lysander killing Right, this is also else. way bulkier. <laughs> it is. That's, no, that's no, a big thing. This is also way bulkier. <laughs> but again, you're talking about using a... Stage two as a support Pokemon, and I yeah, four. I think this is a four, four, four line. Absolutely, really? only because only because you do have Forest of Giant Plants. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, that so, makes it viable under that pre sentence, right? And if we're going all horror sparse, hey, Primarina has Archie says in a hole, so you don't even need Poplio and Brion. Yeah, you just need ten energy that Archie's Ace in the hole does not attach well, for you. Fo- see, but you're focusing on. <laughs> You're focusing on, oh, it has to do damage, right? That's the whole point of the card, where I can tell you that 90 damage plus it's, the 2 extra damage, he only does 110 damage no matter what. At least with Primarina, you have the opportunity. Oh, no, to I don't think Decidueye should be an attacker. That's free damage, though. It's an ability. Correct. It's every turn you're doing free damage. And you pair it with Gengar's creep show. Mm-hmm. Or all sorts of things. I think, like, the reason Golbat was so good and Crobat was so good was because it paired with all sorts of attackers for extra damage to meet certain thresholds. And in a grass deck, which has so much support, like, so much support going on right now, what? I think lots of free damage is really good. It's going to make, like, all of these questionable grass attackers that were, like, not quite strong enough. Mm-hmm. Really, really strong. Okay, or so- Raichu Decidueye, where you're putting Decidueye on the bench to uh, power up your Raichu's attack. Boom. Like <laughs> there you go. You don't even have to run any grass energy in the deck because it's an ability based attack. Like well, that's my idea. But again, Primarina, and the reason I like it is 250 HP in a water Pokemon, meaning that you have rough seas. It's going to constantly be healing it. It can heal itself and the whole team for just a couple double colorless energy. So you can tank the hell out of whatever you want and survive. You get oh, I don't disagree person. with that. That's why yeah. I said I think it's an automatic include in any kind of Waylord stall deck because um, you and finally give that deck an attacker. And it's a second <laughs> attack, which we haven't talked about at all. It's 120 damage, which is the same reason you guys are saying that Seesaur EX is good. Mega Seesaur. Yes, that's exactly Scissor EX's attack, except twice as expensive, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can discard any energy, not just special energy. Any energy. Every time you attack, he's going to lose an energy. So for him, not only is she constantly healing herself, right? He needs to constantly be putting an energy down while doing simultaneously 120 damage every turn. I'm not it's- saying it's bad, I just think Decidueye is slightly better. Well, yeah. 
Yeah. I think we're, not, yeah, we're not arguing that it's bad. It's <laughs> Incineroar will argue is bad. Oh yeah, uh, Incineroar yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty bad. That's no going around that one. But let's move on. Uh, we're obviously normally would do super effective, non very, uh, not very effective. But we've decided to not do that in unreleased cards from sets because we want to know the full picture before we do that. So moving on to the set uh, second news is Lycanroc and Thatch. Walk us through that. Okay, so Lycanroc GX is coming out in a box in, on February 24th, so that's a thing. Um, so you get a jumbo, jumbo card, as always, because that's what everybody buys the boxes for. Um, in addition, uh, Lycanroc GX has 200 HP. Uh, it evolves from a rock rough, obviously. Um, for uh, fighting energy and a colorless, you can do crunch for 30 damage, and it also discards an energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon, so it's kind of like the Rattata from Evolutions in that sense. Yep. Um, you've got uh, double two fighting and a colorless, you can do Excel Rock for 120 damage. And then the GX attack is for the same amount of energy. For 200 damage, you can discard two energies attached to this Pokemon, and I guess you just do 200 damage. Okay, that's not like worth to- it at all. I'd nope. like to clarify that the Rattata from Evolutions discards tools. Not oh yes, it. my bad. My, my fault. Yeah, no, I was thinking. I was thinking of uh, something else then. Uh, but no, it's. I mean, it, it'd be good just to just get like a consistent dis- uh, energy discard. Yeah, um, this is this is this might be decent in a denial deck. Mm-hmm. Um, like especially it, with that GX attack, if you need to like really like if you're towards the end of the game and they've got their energy attachments hanging on. Because I've played a lot of denial decks here lately because mm-hmm. it's fun. Um, sometimes getting rid of the last two energy is all you need for them to scoop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and let me say, uh, go back to Primarina one sec because it's just realized. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, my sorry, God. Really? Sorry. Uh, the discard energy is to any opponent, uh, opponent's Pokemon, not just the active. Yeah, it is. So, that's interesting. Anyway, going back to like a rock. Um, stage 1, 200 HP is not bad. Uh, no, not at all. One fighting, one colorless for 30 damage and discard an energy attach to your Pokemon. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Not uh, great. Assault rock, 120 30 for... damage huh? for two? Well, I, okay, it's 30 damage, but you get the discarded energy. I think that's... I don't think that justifies damage. 30 damage. But it, it is fighting. So you Mega Scissor is a stage two that does two energy, 120 damage. Yeah, no, no, that's Mega Scissor, though. For and stage we all know that's well, an awesome okay. Um, yeah, yeah. We, so I'm, not, I'm just saying, I don't think Crunch is awesome. That's all. <laughs> well, it does no. It's no. it's not awesome. That's all. It's a utility. <laughs> but it's a fighting. Is it? So you can include to that strong energy. So that's at least fifty, right? Start of the bat. If you put too strong energy on it, it's seventy. Uh, and discard any energy. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Same applies to a cell rock. And it's attack. We can basically see where we're going here. All the big damage moves are going to be GX attacks. Once EX are completely out of the picture in the next rotation, we're going to be left with a meta that the max you can do without using your GX attack is going to be 100 and something. 120, 150 if you're lucky. And then after that, if you want to pull off the one-hit Kios, you're going to have to pull off a GX, which I kind of really like that this whole concept they're going with. Um, it's fine. It's it's nothing wow. It's a, It's a good card. What do you guys think? I've definitely seen worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not It's not like the worst card. <laughs> mm-hmm. it can, it's I not the I worst. Think right. yeah, I think it's all right. It's, it's fine. I like it better than Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a low benchmark. Yeah, that was a low benchmark. <laughs> <laughs> so, on to the next news. We have none other than 
uh, the Lord of the Underworld, or whatever you call it, uh, Gator, talk about Giratina and its three-pack blister. Okay, so Japan got a promo Giratina um, very recently, and uh, so we're getting a special three-pack blister um, sometime in December. Should have three booster packs, a coin, a PTCGO card, you know, the, the usual. Um, but I love this card. I don't know if it's going to be um, uh, as big in standard as in expanded right now, but it's going to be a very... This card has a lot of potential to change metas mm-hmm. um, because of its... Here, I'll read the card to you. Giratina, it's a psychic type with 130 hit points, and it's basic. Um, it's not an EX, it's just a basic. Uh, its ability, Devouring Light. As long as this Pokemon is in play, so that means on your bench, not active, each player's Pokemon break card can't use any abilities, including abilities from the previous evolutions. All right, well, I'll just stop right there. I don't even have to go into the next attack. That shuts <laughs> down. If in Expanded, that shuts down Trevenant. Mm-hmm. That shuts down Greninja. Mm-hmm. In Standard, that shuts down Carbink Break. Um, and the mm-hmm. card bank of stopping your EX attacks from happening to you, that ability makes this card very, with a super high potential to be a one-up include in any deck just for the ability alone because you are denying break cards like one of their bigger advantages. And that's not to mention the uh, matchups you have in rogue decks that I like to including these like weirder breaks that have different abilities like uh, Golduck, for instance, or uh, Raticate. Um, with the antibodies ability on the the pre-evolved Raticate. Then, if you have any psychic energy to go around and spare, for two psychic and two colorless, Shadow Claw does 110 damage, and you discard a card from your opponent's hand without looking. So, you now have a card that is hitting for 110 damage. That's a Shaman Killer. Mm -hmm. You can pretty much Lysander a variety of targets off the bench and snipe them with this card if you're paying it in a Psychic deck. This card is straight up gross. Uh, (laughs) It's only got a retreat cost of two, so even if it does get Lysandered up. However, they did add a little bit uh, a two times Darkness Weakness to it. Um, So, in Expanded, that's going to be a little bit of a problem for it because there's a lot of uh, Veltal decks Mm -hmm. running around right now in Expanded. But this Giratina, I am going to pick up a playset of this Giratina. I do not think this card is going to be bad. And it's 130 on a basic, non-EX. I had a yeah. Fighting Fury belt, and you have 170, which is EX, right? Uh, yeah, and right EX now. level, and you're Plus, hitting 120 with Shadow Claw, which it's, yes. that's, a, that's so much good math at 120. And we're there. talking about a card that it's going to be available at the same time as Lunala GX. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to worry about getting that energy onto Giratina. You just place it all over, and then eventually when Giratina comes down, just put all that energy down to Giratina. Quite frankly, I'm planning on making an anti-meta deck, and it's going to have Giratina EX and this Giratina in it. Like, <laughs> now, th- there, there's, there's it is so worth many noting, options. though, uh-huh. that um, Greninja in particular gets around it because Shadow Stitching would cancel your abilities. Yes. But it, ha- it would have to... So that's just uh, something to consider. But it just cancels your abilities on on the opponent's next turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once they attack, right. they're oh. still not being able to use giant water. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, you got... Yeah. That and this work works anywhere in the bench as well. So unless they lie under you, they really can't deactivate your abilities either. But they, they're going to, even if they Lysander it up, they're not going to be able to one-shot it with Greninja. Yeah. Um, and they're definitely not going to be able to take it out with Trevenant. 
So mm-hmm. it's there. There's there's going to have to be a strong answer to this card in those decks if this card sees the kind of play I expect. So this gives me the opportunity to talk about something that it's always been a topic for conversation in our TCG chat over at our Facebook group, and that's cards that supposedly destroy decks. I've always been the one to say there's really hard to say that one card can destroy a deck. People are always looking for that. Oh, this is the Greninja killer. Oh, this is the Night March killer. And those cards eventually did come out, right? Karen, can we can say that Karen single-handedly can destroy um, Night March. Uh, and it, it's, it, it depends on if they overcommit their resources. It's, correct. It's, you have to be able to time that card yes. really well. Same thing with Giratina. Giratina, when the CGI came out, someone in the chat, I'm sorry, they didn't remember the name, said, oh, rest in peace, Greninja. Well, no. This is a grass Pokemon that goes in grass decks, and Greninja, for straight from the get-go, doesn't do good against grass decks, but that's its weakness. So it's not a game-changer. It's just another grass card. Now, this Giratina fits that where it's like, no, this actually deactivates a whole deck. Greninja depends on its abilities. And by just, just using one Greninja, which is a basic, you can, it just takes one space in your deck. Just one. If you're not fighting against any break cards on your opponent's side, you discard it with Ultra Ball at any point. You don't need it, but you j- it just takes one space. This can completely dis- uh, destroy Greninja if it's down and he's not able to get rid of it. So... It goes against what I believe, of course, which is no card can destroy a whole deck, but it's pretty close. Uh, and that's just a mentality I want to keep open. No, there's no... No one card can destroy a whole deck. You need a deck to destroy a whole deck. And that's just my yeah. two cents on it. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with that. Um, it's just that when a card is so easy to slip in somewhere, oh, yeah. it, it's like it's like how people are like crying for tool removal right now with yes. Garbodor being so large. Um if we had a good tool removal like the what is it, tool scraper or Zerosic, mm-hmm. um, if we had that right now, Garbodor would also have a much harder time. Yeah. So I think the archetype does fit that there are deck destroyers, that there are um, ways of just subverting your opponent's strategy. Because if you're not if your opponent's doing what they don't what you're making them do and not doing what they plan to do, mm-hmm. you already have a, an advantage in the game. True, but like any TCG. In the example you're giving, you're thinking like the, the opponent won't have any other tools in their deck they can reapply to Garbodor, right? So having Startly Megaphone back wouldn't destroy Garbodor decks. It's just it's an inconvenience, right? They have to plan for it. So no, it won't destroy Garbodor. Well, I I, I think I think we uh, do see it. I mean, not completely destroy, but if we look at expanded format where they have the option for tool removal, Garbodor is nowhere near as centralizing as it is in standard. Yeah, because they play around that. Yeah, so I, I think that that's part of it too. But like the cards that just got recently released that people are talking about, Garbodor killers, the Ratata. I'm sorry, the Ratata for evolutions is not going to do anything to Garb because it's even, no. It can't even do. Yeah, it can't even remove the tool. Um, <laughs> drill Nobody's going to like you, you, cutting a card out of your deck for a drill for the one attack because if it wasn't an attack, if it was like something else you could do. It would be better, but the fact that it's an attack, you have to commit that card, the energy to that card, put it in your active, and put it out there as a an easy kill necessarily mm-hmm. with as an EX card. Because in, if it's as an EX, it's two prizes you're offering up if you can't get that card out of danger um, just for getting rid of the garb. So I don't know. That's going to be a tricky play in it of itself. 
So mm-hmm. let's move on to the next news. But before we go, uh, I'm pretty confident in this card, and I'm pretty confident enough to say, let's go ahead and rate it. So uh, let's start with you, Sublime. It's super effective. Okay. Thatch? Oh, it's definitely super effective. And Gator? Not very effective. No, it's super <laughs> effective. Like, yeah, That's we, four out of four, super effective for me as well. So on to the next one. We got exciting news. Pinsir is back. Hold your applause. Pinsir from uh, Collection what? Moon uh, has been released, and it's uh, pretty stupid. Pinsir is a grass Pokemon uh, with 110 HP for a basic. It's not bad. Um, it has two attacks. Uh, both of them are horrible, but here we go. For a double colorless energy, you can use Sky Throw, flip a coin. If heads return your opponent's active Pokemon and all cards attached to your opponent's hand. Okay, that's fine. I can win you the game turn one if they don't have any bench Pokemon. Fine. <laughs> but it's still bad. And then you have Gigitine for two grass, 50 damage. Nothing wow. I really don't like this card. This will be released in Japan December 9th. Uh, and it will be available in America at uh, February 3rd, which we'll know that's when... Uh, the set and moon, uh, and the sun and moon will be released. Any comments? Nope. Uh, no, it's a garbage card. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely nothing. Yeah, not very effective for me. So move on to the next, and we have the treasure chest, which includes some amazing gems such as Magirna, Volcanion, and Mega Gengar. Please, <laughs> Dad, talk about it. Um, it's a lunchbox. Uh. <laughs> So, I mean, it's just, a, it's one of these, they did one of these when, uh, when I believe X and Y and Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. They did, like, these lunchboxes with cards. Yeah. Um, you do get, uh, Mega Gengar EX, which, uh, to my knowledge, apparently this morning when I was talking to Jashir about this, there is going to be a Gengar EX in rotation. Yeah. Uh, where? as well. Where? In standard where? Uh, there is a box that's coming out, a Mega or a Gengar EX box. Yeah. Okay, as long as it's got the promo number in it. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah, these these both have the promo numbers. Uh the the nerf here for this for these cards there's a, there's no spirit link. Yeah. So far announced, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think like the only way that they're going to do a promo spirit link is they'd have to release it with one of the cards and they haven't done that. They typically do it in like a mega evolution set, you know, when you get both EXs and they slap on the uh the spirit link for you at the same time. Uh but uh, either way, you can get a cool promo Volcanion, uh, promo Magirna. Um, you get five booster packs. I think, I'm not sure what the booster packs are. Let me double check. It's Evolutions, our favorite set. Um, <laughs> a Furious Fist uh, and Steam Siege. Furious Fist packs? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's completely in rotation. Like out of rotation, Furious Fist wow. packs. It's, this is something that you buy so you can take your lunch in a cool Pokemon lunchbox, okay? Yeah, this is for, um, and we have actually for... shiny Giga Gengar. So that's the one yeah, big plus. Sure, whatever. But if you Who like cares? white Gengar, then this you might want to get this. Yeah, and you get a worst Volcanion card that nobody cares about because it bases itself on coin flips. Um, and then uh, and the is not much better. And the Magirna's kind of funnily... Yeah, you do get pencils. The Magirna is pretty funnily very anti-Rainbow um, Road. Yes. But steals anti-Rainbow Road anyway, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah, which means it's got a really easy time against Rainbow Road. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it would see use, but if it did... Yeah, yeah. So well, it gets... this come out? Uh, it's already out. Oh. I, I attempted... Well, I was, I was fooled because I collect the pins... 
Um, and this guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's a shiny manga Gengar pin. And I'm like, oh, yeah? I, I thought he, he didn't say pin. That's what I heard. And so he shows it to me, and it's just a card. I'm like, I don't need that. Uh, <laughs> and I don't need a $30 lunchbox. Um, so it, it is already out if you want to go buy it. Yeah. Um, you could definitely go ahead and use it. Mega Gengar is back in rotation because of this. Um, not the Spirit Link, so well, it's slower. not for three weeks anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Are they still doing the three weeks things? Because they have not yeah. followed that through. Well, um, it dep- if it's a sanctioned tournament, it should be three weeks. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Not because sanctioned. Karen was available like a week after it was released. No, Karen, it's uh, available. Karen was different. Have, but not available to use. Karen was no, legal. No, it was available to use. It, it uh, yes, was released. Are you talking about a PTCGO? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking about actual sanctioned tournaments. No, was, that is that is incorrect. If somebody was playing a sanctioned tournament with Karen before that fr- that third Friday... You I think they changed the rules temporarily for no, the No, no, yes. They, no, did they, use you it. Ha- it w- they did not. That is, you need to send a support ticket to Pokemon if they were letting somebody use Karen three weeks before yeah, the so three weeks after it was Kale-Gil released. The box was released, and that same week, I think it was the Arizona Nationals? Uh, it Nationals. did not get played at Arizona. It did. It did not. Well, we can verify later on, but I'm pretty sure, and then uh, it was a tournament, sanctioned tournament I went to, which was the fr- before the Friday it was supposed to be legal, and it was allowed. Yeah, that's that's wrong. Send a support ticket. <laughs> okay. It's so, too late now. But, so we're going to yeah. go ahead and move on to the next one. We got Toys R Us. It's giving, me, giving us another gift, because Toys R Us loves us. Please, uh, Sublime, walk us through Electabuzz. If this is their idea of a gift, then I don't want to be on their Christmas list. <laughs> um... <laughs> Which is toys? Sad, they're a toy store, <laughs> right? Toys R Us um, is releasing on November nineteenth. A Electabuzz. Yeah, that's all. Know why they're doing it on the nineteenth? Because what happens on the eighteenth? <laughs> uh, is that Black Friday? No, that's not. Black Yo, Sun and Moon. Um, oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I've got it pre-ordered. Don't worry. I don't. I have a, like I have a lot of things going on in my life right now. I have them pre-ordered. I don't think about how many days are left. Uh, also, <laughs> when I, they come out, I'll be ready. Gator and I probably won't be going because we have to do a live show that day anyway. No, <sighs> that's okay. At midnight, I've already confirmed with the local GameStop. Like I've called around to the ones and found the one doing the midnight release. Yeah. So my plan is probably going to be uh, meet up with some buddies at a Denny's. Oh, absolutely. Like we're going to go pick up the car. We're going to go pick up the carts. We're gonna take our Game Boys to the Denny's and just like Denny's. smash buttons. Like it's gonna be, it's getting, it's going on. Yeah, no, no. I found I, I found out mine's doing a, a midnight release as well, and so I'm I'm super hyped. So uh, in this very related Electrobus news, uh, nothing. It's just garbage. It's the same art yeah. as the base set, and it's the Evolutions one. If you're collectors, you're gonna actually have you gonna... have you seen the uh, have you seen the uh, Jay Witz video on Evolutions yet? The yeah. set. I mean, we can. This is like a complete segue, but um, the art actually is slightly different in that it looks more faded than the original. Yeah, um, which is well, awful. Been what twenty years? It's hard, you know. It's <laughs> I guess <laughs> Pokemon actually created these cards 20 years ago they've just been sitting on them in a way yeah i assume i assume they like they like they're just like man we want to use this art again and then they like photocopied like somebody's card from like 20 years ago and they're like let's use this art and it's just like wow did you not even like clean it off i assume there's a thumb drive somewhere with like a bunch of pokemon art on it yeah so we're gonna finish off with the last news which is team rocket special case gator walk us home all right so 
we don't know that we're going to get this in America um, because the Japanese love uh, themselves more than they love us, apparently. Um, so it's going to be released in Japan in February. It's going to be a TCG anniversary rocket special case. So you get an alternate art, full art reprint of Giovanni's scheme um, using the, t- the classic TCG like template of the card. Um, you're going to get an alternate art, full art reprint of Here Comes Team Rocket, using the classic uh, TCG thing. You're going to get a Team Rocket deck case, 64 Team Rocket card sleeves, a Team Rocket coin, and it's all inside one of those attache cases. Like, think about your spy movies handcuffed to a case. It's going to look like that, but it's going to be a Team Rocket case. And I'm like, uh, if you can't tell, I'm a little jelly. I um, want this so bad. Oh, I want it. It's uh, going to be about uh, $120. Then Never I mind. will buy it. No, I Never will mind. buy it. Because first, the two cards included look amazing. They're garbage, but they look amazing. I'm, Giovanni's scheme is not garbage. Not garbage. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Giov- yeah, it's very conditional. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah, the two I, cards included I, look amazing. We have the Jesse James Meowth uh, for the Here Comes Team Rocket card. They look great. And they have, I think, their black and white suit, right? The The... Dark, not yeah, the Unova, like yeah, Circa Unova, yeah. when they Univa, had, like, which, the real Team Rocket uniforms. Yeah, and then Giovanni is sitting down with his person next to him in a full art. It looks amazing. But the case is amazing, and the fact that it's very Team Rocket-y, it's like arriving there with your suitcase and your things and everything's Team Rocket. Not to mention that coin is gorgeous. Like, it's yes. a gold coin with the R on one side and the seal on the back, like... It's, it's pretty great. sweet. Uh, to me, it's worth it. I'm buying this if this ever gets here. If so, it comes here, I'll buy it, but I'm not importing it. Oh, no, no, for sure. Not worth it. Um, so that's it for the news. Uh, uh, like always, I expected this to go a lot shorter than it was. But hey, there's just too much to talk about. So after a short break, we'll be back with our first topic. And it's our review of X and Y Evolution. Spoiler alert, it ain't gonna be good. See you soon. Good day, mates. Want something different? Then come on down to the Ryehorn Steakhouse and try our new Southern Carlos-style bouffalant wings. Critically acclaimed. And this weekend only, Ryehorn Steaks are buy one, get one half off. That's for you and your special someone. Ryehorn Steakhouse is a proud sponsor of the Puckle TCG podcast. And at Ryehorn Steakhouse, where if it moves, we'll serve it. Welcome back, everybody, and it's the moment you've all been waiting for. We're gonna just... Burn. Burn this set. It's not going to be pretty. The faint of heart. Shoot tune out right now. It's just no nice way to putting this. And let's just well, start. Let me preface this. This was a pure Nostalgia Grab 20th Anniversary collector set. This set is perfectly fine for the majority of people who collect TCG cards. Mm-hmm. It's, the set is A-plus for that. You've got beautiful artwork. Um, the hollow patterns are good. The pull rates so far seem to be pretty good. That full art Charles RDX, like Mega, looks amazing. Um, the Mewtwo has a cool stance. So, just to clarify, we are not killing that. If you are collecting cards, this is your thing. Go buy a box of this if you love collecting like the classic and you want the nostalgia. However, we are talking about the TCG competitively. <laughs> Can I just say, also, they intentionally made this a bad set. Because when this set was announced, I was so excited for two cards. I was excited for Venusaur, and I was excited oh for Blastoise. Oh my gosh, right? Right? Because let's, those let's abilities are so a, yeah. good. 
Let's Can we just pause? Minute. Like, they intentionally made this set bad. Right? Like, they no. left out the two cards that would have been good. They could have They could have brought, like, another Deluge Blastoise back, and they could have brought, since we, we lost Fairy Transfer, we could have had Grass Transfer. But to be fair, we would just be making Grass-type, like, way too good. But, like, oh my gosh, yeah, don't even get me started. Like, like they deliberately put uh, in bad cards. Yes. Well, they put Charizard in there, it and needs surprise, to be surprise, said. it's awful. So, yes. Sublime, what's your top cards from this set? Oof. Well, if I had to pick anything, um, Misty's Determination's okay. Mm. Um, but it's a reprint, so, like, it, yeah, it but was, like we already, we already yes. thought it was okay, so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> original cards. Let's think about original cards, right? I was actually going to pick a new card. <laughs> it's one of the not bad ones. I I don't think Mega Slowbro is terrible. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's the preface. It's not terrible. Well, here's the it's thing. There's good. a. I thought it would have been terrible if not for the fact that Chaos Tower is a stadium that's in standard rotation right now, which prevents you from being confused, which lets you basically do. Uh, after the first attack, 200 damage for three water energy every turn without any drawback, which is not bad. Which is not bad. No, and it's very tanky. It's big. Right. Um, so I think that has some merits to it. Um, and I don't think any of the nostalgia cards are any good at all. <laughs> How about you, Gator? Okay, so I've got a little bit of a list. I will disagree with Sublime about some of the nostalgia cards. Um, the Cliff, uh, I guess Cliff Fairy would have been a different typing when it first came out um, because it's it got the it fairy typing. It would have been normal. Yeah, it's got the fairy typing now, but with Cliff Fairy, I don't think you could undersell that card with um, the expanded format. I don't think it's going to be decent in standard, but in expanded, having three colorless to do any of those attacks on the board. It's pretty gross. Um, being able to take this card and being Not like, okay. Board. It's all on your opponent's side. Oh, but, yeah, on like, opponent. I don't know. 40 yeah, active, HP. Active Pokemon. 40 HP is bad. But Blink I think and it dies. You can, you, give it, you can give it like a Fighting Fury belt, though, and maybe something it ha- makes it somewhat know. better. No. Um, I don't think re- it's good. To use OU terminology, it's a revenge killer. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Set this up on your bench, and you send it out to like get the last knockout of the game. Plus the prize trades in no its co- favor it because it's a, a basic. It Only been a against DXs though. There's lots of like. Yeah, there's lots of know. like variations, but I think if it sees play, it'll see play there. Um, it what did it perfect... play it though? Oh my god! Let me. Talk. I mean, it's, it's since it's three colorless, it, it fits in anywhere. <laughs> it. But why would you want to play it? Because, like I said, it's a revenge killer. Know. Like if I don't there's. Know. It depends. Situational. Anyway, Jashiro? <laughs> it would have been a great revenge killer if it wasn't three energies. But it's three colorless. That's yeah. That's, it's that's still more than one attachment, so that exactly. means it's going to be on the bench, which means they're going to blink, it. and then Clefairy's just going to faint. People are, gonna <laughs> see, people are just going to see it come. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not worried about the HP. I mean, yes, it's not designed to survive a turn. It, you choose one of your opponent's attacks and use it. It's I'm getting flashback of the Pete Jody X from the same set, which is like, huh? I mean, yes, you're gonna deal damage, and I can be able to do the same amount of damage. Was it back? Uh, but that doesn't even count as revenge because 
you've got to be using the same amount of damage, so you're probably not going to knock it out unless it already has damage. Same thing with this. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Sure. Um, You could try to use it, but I don't think it's good. That's the starter. Okay, this is what I'm starting with. Hold on, I got a list. Um, I think the Beedrill's going to see play. Yes. uh, Because of that swarming (laughs) sting attack. Um, this attack does 40 damage times the number of Beedrill um, that you have in play yeah. uh, to one of your opponent's Pokemon, so it's a sniper. It can hit stuff on the bench, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already seen people trying to make this card work. I don't think it's, like, super great, but out of when we're talking about a set that's not super great in general, sometimes, like, you have these shining stars that, like, peek out with some potential. Um, and, of course, being grass, like we've talked about before, uh, has an innate advantage with forest of giant plants, and for uh, a grass and a colorless, that's not a very expensive attack either, especially on a stage three. Um, then we have the Ratata Eradicate line. Um, the Ratata is the functionally better Ratata that we have in standard right now, with the ability to remove the tools. Um, it might not be such a big deal with Garbodor, but taking out Fighting Fury belts can really sway the math in your favor. And if they've retreated something with way too much damage and a Fighting Fury belt on it, that's a knockout for putting that card into play. Um, I think that's a four of in the Eradicate Break deck, and I think the Eradicate that comes from this set is a one of in the Eradicate Break deck, because for one colorless, being able to do 60 times the amount of special energy in a format that has a lot of special energy in play, um, it does 60 times the amount of special energy in your opponent's discard pile, um, I think Eradicate Break is a good one of inclusion. Um, it's missing the antibodies um, effect, which is what uh, makes the Eradicate deck Redicate deck run, but it could be, like, good utility. Um, as far as that goes, that does it for, like, the um, reprint cards. I like Dragonite EX. I've come mm-hmm. around on it since uh, Jushiro first started talking about it when we were back in the day, um, when we had the first, like, rumblings of this card. Um, <laughs> it's definitely going to be an inclusion in Mega Gardevoir, and it's definitely going to be an inclusion in Renegade Ray. Um, it's just so good being able to pull Pokemon out of the discard pile. And being just able to fuel those engines that require having Pokemon on the bench. Um, Brock's Grit, I like. Uh, Brock's Grit being able to take uh, six of any combination of Pokemon and energy, uh, basic energy, out of the discard pile and putting them back in your deck. Um, Again, that's another thing I see in uh, the inclusion for uh, Mega Ray, uh, Mega Gardevoir, um, and actually a few of the decks that rely on less energy and end up getting the energy thrown away, and that can slow you down, like the Xerneas Break deck I run, that deck's going to love Brock's Grit. Um, and those full so, arts, though. Oh, my God. They're just the full crazy. arts are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with Sublime about uh, the Misty's Determination getting the reprint. That was a good card. Um, and finally, for my, like, nod, it's the freaking Spirit Links that we needed for Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur that they didn't include the first time. Those are good reprints, um, or actual first prints, and the energy from the set is gorgeous, and I cannot The energy wait. is gorgeous. Yes. I want a full play set of fairy energy in the classic style. Like, that's going to be... That's, that's like my collection goal for this set, is to get a full play set. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you're talking about energy, full play set is like 20. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... What deck's running twenty fairy energy usually? No, I, so that's you like, know what I mean. Well, no, yeah, not every deck it's, it's runs take a lot. every card. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thatch, what's your favorite uh, ones? Okay, so Gator picked all the good ones. Um, <laughs> you can repeat and just add why you like them. I'm not gonna. I mean, different. the same reasons Gator said. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to rehash it. Um, and so I, I think, in addition to that, I'm just gonna add one card, 
one card, and then then it'll be done. I think the I think the Mew is interesting. Um, it, it has the same problem as Clefairy. Forty HP. You're gonna sneeze. It's gonna die. Um, but uh, the difference is you can't let evolution Pokemon attack it. And I I don't I don't know. Like right now, you know, you're obviously seeing a lot of basics in play with the EXs and everything. It'd be very interested uh, once the meta starts evolving with new with new sets, especially since it looks like they're looking to slow down the game yeah. with Sun and Moon, right? They're getting rid of EXs, essentially. And uh, I, I think it'd be very interesting to see, like, in a year from now, what what that Mew could do if they don't rotate it out. Uh. The ability itself does have, like, potential. I'm thinking, hmm, maybe one day they're going to put a... Pokemon that can cop that has an ability that copies other Pokemon abilities into your bench. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting, like a t- yeah. toolbox deck. That would be interesting. That would be that'd be an interesting Pokemon. I I just like that Mew was very interesting. I, I pulled up the pre-release. It was very interesting just to look at and be like, that's interesting. Yeah, and the uh, the HP doesn't bother me. It's one. I, I mean, it, 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 it wouldn't bother. Bo- uh, the ability is. The only reason it doesn't bother me. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, but it's attack, I mean, though. Why would you want something on the active that can't kill? Yeah, exactly. I, but, but, I mean, it's more of a stall tactic, I would think, than anything yeah. else. No, it totally um, is. Because I mean, if you attack, it paralyzes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's not bad, bad. Yeah. Um, I think the Mewtwo that came out of the set, it was getting a lot of hype before this. After playing with it a little bit, I don't think it's like the one of include in the Mewtwo no. deck no, for, to deal not. with the matchup. Um, no. It's a good. It just stall. requires. It, it, yeah, it just requires too much uh, more attention than you need. Just speaking of the Mew Mew two line, yeah. um, and I'd like to nominate um, a card for. Don't play this card. Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. That's the whole set. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, buy that's, this set. That's... No. So my cards, my favorite ones. Uh, talking about reprints, I'm glad Mega Venusaur is back. Uh, <laughs> now we have a Spirit Link for it. So now it's we have spirit links for all three now. It's grass and it a mega. It's four, three grass, one colorless. It's a lot of energy. That's a lot. So we have mega turbo. We have a little max elixir. So that's not really a problem. 120, but automatic paralyze and poison. Man, that's good. And 130 HP. Man, that's good. And giant of uh, forest of giant plants. Mm, yes. I love it. Well, Forest doesn't... I mean, if you have to get the Spirit Link 2 for turn 1 for Forest to be, like, a big deal with it. Um, that's my concern. It's it's hard... It, unless you're running Skylas, uh, tutoring up uh, uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon items I is mean, a little bit trickier. Considering the base has 180 HP, I don't even think a Mega Venusaur deck would need Forest. It, no. It's just good to have. And I'm gonna just talk about Beedrill also that uh, Gator brought up. I really like this Beedrill. Uh... 40 damage for each Beedrill can rank up. Right? They're talking you can do, you know, a max of, what, 160? 60. 60. Uh, number of beaters you have. Uh, yeah. And Assuming it, you have four Beedrill in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's easier because of, because of uh, Plant Forest. It like, is, but still. that's like a very big commitment. That's that's huge. Like, your deck yeah, is based like, on that. Like, that is your deck. And four, I don't four know. Bench, and four bench spaces in decks that play Shaman and yeah. other cards is not... That's, that's hard to commit to. It um, is hard. Um, in Expanded, though, it has one big saving grace, and that saving grace is called um, AC. It has 120 HP, which is... Sur- 
it can survive a few things. Which is not great for a stage two. Correct. Which is, like, there's basics with more than that. But it can be, it can survive. You can bring it back. uh, What what exactly does it survive, though? Like, (laughs) Scissor does 120. Like, what is it surviving? Well, not much. That's relevant attack does it Uh, survive? Shadow I feel stitching. like 120 is the benchmark <laughs> we hit right now. Yeah, yeah it survives the shadow stitching. I, still I like guess. It a lot, uh, <laughs> because it can I snipe. Mean, and my thing about that is, if this were a regular set, we would consider this a gimmick and not look at it twice. Mm-hmm. True. And but just because this is again, a bad set, I don't think makes this good. It's just, like, the least bad. Then again, you have two Beedros, and you're still able to snipe for 80 damage. That's not a laughing matter. So, yes, it is. I mean, we're looking at a we're looking at a five in a room full of threes. So yeah. it's <laughs> so um, it kind of <laughs> it's definitely one of those cards that I do like. Um, and I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to break this break the the meta, but it is going to be a fun deck. Uh, and to agree with Sublime, that Mega Soblo so, uh, Slowbro EX does have potential. I hate that you do one uh, only a hundred damage and then two hundred the after first, that. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have I to will get it going, but it's still not bad considering it's water. It does have the support from rough seas, so it will heal itself. Um, it's not really a fr- bad. A friend of mine, we talked about Mega Pidgeot on this podcast before, um, and we weren't like super sure on it. A friend of mine built the deck. Um, I think that deck with Pidgeot EX and Mega Pidgeot could see some potential in the future. Um, a colorless deck has a lot more options going for it, and it has a lot more potential than a lot of things than you would realize. Um, mm. So after seeing it in play and seeing some of the stuff it can do, I'm not too off of the Mega Pidgeot deck right now. So I think I just I'd have to give it lip service and say that that's one to watch. And the cards are cheap enough right now that it might be worth mm-hmm. picking up a playset because we don't know what's going to happen with the future cards. And that Mimic Attack is pretty clutch. And the fact that when it Mega evolves, it has free retreat. You can do some fun antics with that, too, with being able to hit for 130, send something up from the bench, and being able to retreat yourself next turn um, to deal with whatever you'd like. Is It's it's definitely, as I've playtested it and like played with them, it's, it's seeing, I'm seeing some potential and some glimmers with that card. I agree. I agree because I'm feeling with Mega Pizza the same thing I felt when Mega Adino was released. Which is, huh... It's not a bad card. I just don't see it working. And then it went and won world championships. So I see the exact same thing with Mega, Mega Pichu EX. It's like, it's not a bad card. You know, it's not terrible. It's colorless, which automatically makes me feel like, oh, I'm never going to super effective hit anything. So it's going to be 130 always that I'm going to do damage. So I'm not going to be able to one hit kill anything. But again, I said the same thing about Mega Oh Mega. no, you can one hit kill that B drill. <laughs> Forget that Beedrill. <laughs> but 130 is a pretty good number for a it lot is. of these basic Pokemon. Um, the Xerneas that is 130. Um, Fright Knight of Veltal is 130. The new, the new uh, Giratina. The yep. new Giratina is 130. So 130 is not a bad number to not hit. And two 130 hits does take out these new superpower GX cards that have 250 HP. And yeah. being a Mega, that means that with a double colorless and a Mega Turbo, you can set it up in one turn. Yeah, it's it's pretty fast too. Um, I've been the deck we built 
for him um, is playing with water. Um, so we got Manaphy for the free retreat, and we're bringing in... Um, but we're doing the free retreat for Lugias. So we're, we did, like, a full colorless deck, and it's it's pretty... It's working right now. Um, By the way, uh, it, it sounds interesting. We've been not explaining cards we're mentioning, so we should start now. Uh, for those of you... You've already heard me say Mega Turbo a lot for our, those new players. Mega Turbo is a item card that, when you play it, you can attach a basic energy card from your discard pile onto your Mega Pokemon. So being a Mega, it has a uh, advantage of having more options for energy acceleration than if it wouldn't be a Mega. The catch, of course, being that the energy has to be in your discard. Correct. So you're wanting to like plan ahead and ultra-long away an energy early in the game, etc., etc. Um, since we have hit all the cards we'd like, I would like to give out a PSA. Yep. Um, once upon a time, there was a card in Standard, it's now expanded, called Pokemon Beach. Oh. Um, <laughs> what this card did is it was Stadium, and it lets you uh, draw up to seven and end your turn as a Stadium. So if you had a dead hand, if there was some issue, you could have the Stadium out there, both players could like refill, go hard the next turn. Professor Oak's Hint was printed as a supporter card in this set, which says, play this card, draw seven, end your turn. That is not the same thing as Pokey Beach. Yeah. <laughs> um, do not play Professor Oak's Hint, because I guarantee you, if you're sitting across the table from me and you play Professor Oak's Hint, I am playing in next turn, um, <laughs> which is going to completely ruin anything you plan to do. Um, if you cannot attack for your turn, there, there is, I do not see any circumstance with any deck right now, standard or expanded, where you're like, hey... I want to be able to draw up to seven and end my turn. Yeah, um, ridiculous, ridiculous. And can we just talk about how they intentionally made this set bad again? Because <laughs> they, could, they could have just reprinted Professor Oak. Professor Oak. It could have just been the new uh, Sycamore, right? Why couldn't we have gotten that. Professor that Oak? I would have played a four of. It would have replaced my Sycamores. I would yep. have used Oak if I could. But no, they don't want to give you anything nice. <laughs> no Blastoise. No Venusaur. No Professor Oak. <laughs> and uh, oh, the other thing too: don't play Team Rocket's hint. Yeah. Uh, no, no, never. Computer, and just get a town map and call it good. <laughs> like, don't don't play that either. Um, I've been seeing some weird stuff. Don't include two ofs of Brock's grit. Um, Misty Determination is a good one of. It's a good digging card. I run it in one of my anti-meta decks because sometimes you just need to reach for that final like DCE or Double Dragon. Um, but otherwise, just, God, guys, just stay away. Um, but we got Super Potion back, so, I mean, we can't complain, and Full Heal's back, mm -hmm. so, I mean... Oh, you know what? Print? They did reprint the greatest card ever, Full Heal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, hey. in Maintenance? Oh, y'all love Maintenance, right? <laughs> listen, listen to me, Slug, uh, okay? Uh, Why well, play a Pokemon Center Lady supporter... When you could play a super potion and a full heal and still play your supporter for the turn. Come on, functionally better. <laughs> also, is it though? We're talking about I, I, I'm seeing back. I'm seeing like I'm hearing like two two deck spaces for one card. <laughs> that was sarcasm. That was intense. Oh, okay. I can't hear your sarcasm <laughs> over here, okay? <laughs> but we are not mentioning the best card of the set. Which is Imakuni's the duo. Come on. Speaking of things they could have put in that they didn't, because that Dotrio from base set was really good. Yep. And they could have done that. Instead, they give us this crappy Doduo. 
which is oh, a joke uh, card for those of uh, you who don't know. No, it's speaking completely of joke things card. that are good in base set, Hitmonchan Haymaker got a reprint. Yeah. Um. So I've seen some people trying to like try that, and that card could be a good inclusion in any fighting deck. Um. Just because it's a basic and you can get up to a ninety, and in fighting decks there's a lot of way to like bump up that damage with the red Jirox on the bench, with the uh, fighting fury belt on that card in particular, strong and energy. strong energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be an interesting one of inclusion that I've heard some people talking about. But other than that, I think we've like this was a dry, sad little fruit of a set, and we've and squeezed the pulp out of it. How sad that this is possibly <laughs> going to be X and Y's swan song. This is X and Y Swan well, Song. No, no, it's, right? it's Chrome. It Ugh. could be that they released the champion, premier champion set in between I, this and Between Sun now and February? I mm-hmm. don't know. We haven't even seen any, like, you'd think we'd hear some sort of, like, rumblings at this point. It's four months until February, but yeah. effectively, I figured at this point in time, we would have, like, some confirmation. Well, to be fair, Double Crisis kind of just fell down the sky. Double wow. Crisis, though, was not, um... It's it was not a, like a legendary treasures kind of deal no, where but the hype it was real. also a sub um, a subset. It was a right? subset. Yeah. In, yeah. in Premier Champions it's also a subset. So Do you want a subset of evolutions though? Do you really want more <laughs> of these evolutions oh, guys? God, no. But to Absolutely finish up, not. uh let's talk about Imakuni's the duo as when I say talk about it's just what what the card is. It's a joke card. It's fifty HP. It has the crazy uh the duo drawn like it was drawn by a five-year-old with Imakumi in the background. It says, uh, Pokemon Power, Frenzied Escape. When this Dodua retreats, hold this card and throw it as hard as you can because Dodua is running away. Throw the card horizontally with a snap to get the farthest distance. What? And then its attack is harmonized, 38 damage for two colorless. Uh, from the moment you use this attack, you must begin to sing a song. While the song is being sung, the game continues. When the song is finished, this attack does 30 damage. I'm going to say right now that if I ever play with someone that uses this card, I'm going to punch you in the face. I don't think it's legal. It wasn't legal at the pre-release, no, it's at least. It's, it's not, not legal at sanctioned tournaments. Yeah. It, yeah. At league or whatever. Yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> just so, don't play that guy. Just be like, okay, so I'm never playing with you again. And, and to, you walk uh, away. Honor, honorable mention, they also re-released Surfing Pikachu, which is just 50 HP. It's an electric type, and it has Surf Attack, 30 damage, and it uses two water energies instead of electric. And then they also reprinted Flying Pikachu, 40 HP. First attack, Thundershock, 10 damage for one energy, lightning, uh, flip heads, if it, flip a coin if its heads it's paralyzed, and then you have Fly, 30 damage. Three colorless, flip a coin if tails, this attack does nothing. If heads, prevent all damage of effects, including damage, during the opponent's next turn. Both garbage cards, but for those collectors aficionado, really good. So that's it. Guys, the moment of truth. It's time to rate the set overall. Uh, we already discussed this set in this section, so let's see what we think. Sublime, super effective, not very effective. Not very effective. And Thatch? It's not very effective at all. Like, no. Gator? You know what? It's immune. It's immune. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Gator? Uh, super effective for collectors. Not very effective for competitive play. Same thing for me here. Not very effective. Just don't even buy any boosters of it. Just go online, buy the individual cards you need. 
and then just ignore the rest of this set. It's a pity. I was very excited for this set when they announced it because we all have our nostalgia on. But unfortunately, like getting back together with an ex-girlfriend, you really fast remember why you stopped in the first place. And that's it for the main topic one. Main topic two follows next after a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about big tournaments. They're cool. We'll be right back. Beat up Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. We got Pidgeys, Pidgeotos, Pidgeots, and all your basic flying normal type Pokemon. Need a Farfetch? Got it. Need a Dario? Got it. Need a Staravia? Got it. Need a P-Dub? Got it. Need an average flying type Route 1 exclusive Pokemon? We got it. One more time. That's Peter Pigeons, Pidgeot Emporium. One final time. That's Peter Pigeons. Pidgeot Emporium. Come check us out today and tell them Puckle TCG cast sent you for a 20% discount. Wow, we a 20% discount? No, make that a 25% discount. Do I have to make it 30? There it is, 30% discount. And so for that 30% discount, Peter Pigeon's Pidgeot Emporium. If we don't have it, it is an average. And we are back. And we're going to start with our second topic of the day. It was the topic that won our TCG Facebook group poll, and it's tournaments. How they work. Uh, and with me today, I have three gentlemen that are quite knowledgeable in this. Uh, let's go ahead and start to see what are these big tournaments, what are they called, and how do they work. Uh, Gator, walk us through this. Okay, so you have several different kinds of tournaments as of right now. Um, TCG is different than video game, though, as well. Yeah, it's true. Um, we're going to talk about TCG and focus on that this morning. Obviously. Uh, <laughs> So you got your league challenges, which is like your basic sanction tournament. Um, you get play points for participating. Um, you can win prizes. Um, right now, you have uh, um, the issue of uh, competing in those can get you points that go towards your championship points if you like top cut on them. Um, and you also can like win prizes and stuff. So you have that basic level of competition. They're usually hosted by local leagues, local stores. Um, your next step up now is regionals. Um, it used to be states, but now we have regionals. And regionals can take place on any given weekend. Um, they're open to uh, VGC and TCG. Um, and they can be standard or expanded, depending. But you still get championship points that count towards worlds for winning at regionals. Uh, it's the top 128 will get points. Um, obviously, you get more points at, at top 64, top 32. Um, and I think 32 up to 8 is the same amount of points, and 8 and above you get more. Um, but you can, uh, obviously, I, I haven't like looked that up directly. Um, it, it so is, I, uh, worth noting also that by 2016 rules, regionals were expanded only, but uh, since everything changed, now expandeds are whatever they want to be, so they ahead of time announce whether or not they're going to be expanded or standard. Yeah, so Orlando that I participated in, and I'm going to talk about today, um, was a standard tournament, so we played all standard decks. But right now, uh, Epic Manetric and um, uh, Chronic Skitty, who are playing in Philadelphia this weekend, um, shout out to those guys who are in the TCG chat on Facebook, and you can join us too, uh, Puckle TCG on Facebook, join the group and you can join the chat. Um, Shameless plug. They are... They are playing an expanded tournament. So expanded is everything black-white onward. Um, uh, of course, standard being Primal Clash onward of the sets. So you've got those. Then they're also doing special events this year. Um, so it's possible to set up tournaments that are going to be awarding the same kind of standard points and payouts um, for these special events. Uh, they had one at like a gaming convention or something the other day um, in England. Uh, mm-hmm. 
So that's going to be another way to get championship points as well. And then, of course, we talked a little bit earlier about continentals. Those are going to be, you're going to have an Asian one, a European one, an American one. Uh, the European one's going to be the first continental we see that's going to be in December. And they've only got about two weeks after the video game comes out to make a meta for the video game to play the VGC over there. Um, so that's going to be really interesting for them. Um, continentals took over what we used to call nationals. Yeah, uh, so I have no, the no. championship points as well that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, what's the championship point breakdown? Okay, so uh, this is only for regionals for uh, TCG right now. Um, first place, 200 points, because you need, I think it's 500 this year to go to Worlds, which yes, is... Yes, 500 to qualify for Worlds. Yeah, which is, like, a lot more than last year. Um, <laughs> you either need to win every single tournament you go in to go easy and cheap, or participate yeah. in absolutely every tournament there is yes. you can, and spend a whole lot of money... Well, even if you do league, points. even if you do all the league challenges, you can. You still have a best finish limit of two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's so. premier challenges. Uh, well, I guess those are called league cups or league challenges now. Um, those are uh, premier those are two are per. Games. Yeah, yeah, premieres for video. It's the video game equivalent. Um, you have uh, two. You get two per cycle. I think they call it or season. I don't know what they're yeah, calling. Yeah, they have it. they have four seasons. Uh, it's right it's now only it's, it's only three. Stuff. It's only three. Oh yeah, because they uh, October. Because they that, like. Well, they don't do they don't do summer as like a season for premier challenge or not premier league challenges. Okay. Um, they because that's when like the big tournaments happen, like worlds and stuff. They don't have one for that. They it, it pretty much goes up until like June or something like that, and then there's no more premier challenges. Pretty much when like the last international is. That's pretty much when they usually kick premier challenges or and league challenges because uh, what they'll do is they'll start just using those for next year's pro- uh, championship point total. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Worlds counts towards your next year's championship point total. But yes. go ahead, we can do the breakdown. With the, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, first point release is 200 points. Second is 160. So, like, these are very top-heavy this year, too. Um, third and fourth is 120. Um, f- fifth through eighth is 80. Ninth through 16 is 40. Uh, 17th through 32nd is 32. 33 through 64 is 24. Uh 65 through 128 is 16. And if your tournament is somehow the largest in TCG history with over 1,000 people, um, you can get 8 for top, uh, being in the top uh, 256. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're, I think Fort Wayne's going to do it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Fort Wayne did it. Yeah. Because Orlando had set the record for 612 um, mm-hmm. just recently, and I think uh, Philly got more Masters this year than Orlando got. So, like, the number's going to be growing, and Fort Wayne being in the Midwest is usually the biggest one. Uh, St. Louis, too, they, like, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're going to break 1,000 this year, which means you get split into two flights, I believe, at 1,000. So, mm-hmm. it makes the day go a little faster, too. Um, TCG has really been on the rise. Uh, so, oh, and gave- I, I missed out. So, we got Continentals. Um, those are coming out. You get with big money prizes for regionals. You get big money prizes for continentals. There's travel stipends on the line. Um, and then you have worlds. So once you've competed in the continentals, the regionals, and you've gotten your 500 championship points, you go to worlds. And worlds is going to be a lot more restrictive this year considering there's the 500. But there's a lot of talk right now and speculation <laughs> about uh, a final tournament before worlds called the grinder is what usually people refer to it as. Where if you win this tournament, if you get like X amount of slots and you get in that position, that's that's what qualifies you for Worlds. Um, I think they're going to go back to a grinder personally because this 500 championship point limit is really difficult. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I think so. I think everybody's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a really like. It's gonna be a really low attendance year, which is good because like last year they had way too many people at Worlds. Yeah. It is this prestige thing where if you're at Worlds, mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. So, having how many people were it? Said seven hundred that went to Worlds. Too many uh, people went. To it was Worlds. too many. It was a big number. It was a big number. It was, it was so big that they even family members couldn't get in. Because yeah, of that, how big it was, and that, that was for a couple of like problems, though. Like it, that was a venue issue on top of that, though. Because yeah. they also chose a small venue mm-hmm. in addition to like having too many people. So it was like a combination of those two things just like collided. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, your family can't come. So we talked about what these tournaments are and how they work. Let's talk about how, as players, we prepare for them. Uh, let's start with Premier League. Sublime, what would you suggest our players when they want to uh, participate in Premier Leagues? Um, know what's popular in your area. Yes. Um, right, like I predominantly play online, so I don't have that problem. But if I were to go to a Premier League, it's very important that you consider that there are regional metas that go on all over the mm-hmm. con- all over the world, rather, and things that you might not be used to seeing as much may be more prominent. And so it's very important for you to be prepared for what you're going to be seeing. And, and if, 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 I would say if you're going to like go to your like first tournament like this, like a, like a, a league challenge or something like that, I would I would definitely just play what you're comfortable playing. Like don't don't worry about um, trying to beat the meta or play the meta. Um, these are uh, these are going to be very like, like Sublime said. Regional metas are all over the place. And until you get a few of these league challenges under your belt, and you'll you'll notice the same faces over and over and over again when you do this, yeah. uh, you'll you'll start to learn the other people's playstyles. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a little odd thinking about it because like before you're just like, yeah, I don't know. When I went in uh, and started doing these competitions, I I came up with this idea of like, oh, I was just gonna be like playing somebody at a computer. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not always a random person. It's uh, I've run into the same people every single tournament I've gone to. <laughs> And, and you're it's gonna, worth noting you can that them. the reason why it's so random is why we don't take these the top eight from Premier Leagues into consideration for anything, because it's just the wild, wild west, right? It depends on the local store and the people mm-hmm. that go on it and meta in that moment. So it's kind of like all, no holds bar. Everything is uh, permitted to a part, right, to a sense. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you're not going to win with a bad deck, but if you have a decent deck that is something that your local region is just not prepared to deal with, then you might win with a deck that will never win something mm-hmm. like a regional. Um, again, I'd like to uh, remind everyone that uh, it's a league challenge, not a premier challenge that you're looking for. Yes, so if it's you a league challenge. The, if you go on the Pokemon event locator and you type in premier challenge and look for that, you're going to get lined up at a bunch of video game players. Um, yeah. so, no, no, you're just going to be like holding your deck and all these guys are going to be holding 3DSs and you're going to be real confused. Um, league challenges happen all over the place, and they're pretty regular. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, most places are happening once a month. Um, so you can go on the Pokemon Events Locator on Pokemon.com, um, or you can just Google Pokemon Event Locator, uh, and then you can type in all your information. It'll tell you the closest places. You can filter by tournaments and see the league challenges. Um, in my experience so far, they've been a $5 entry fee. Um, you get a pack for entering, too. Uh, so... That's pretty cool. On top of that, that kind of like helps subsidize the cost of everything. Um, they are single round Swiss format. Um, you need at least eight players for a tournament to go off. If they don't have eight players, they cannot sanction a league challenge. Um, 
So it's probably a good idea to call ahead to see if they anticipate being able to meet their attendance requirements um, because the population, it, it, you, it, it can be feast or famine depending on Pokemon. It just depends on what else is going on, like what the, the local players are doing. Um, it's sing around Swiss. Um, eight, at less than 11, more than 8, it is 3 rounds uh, or 4 rounds. I'm trying to remember. It's either, it's either 3 to 4 and then it's 4 to 5 if you have more than 11. Um, so if you have odd numbers, somebody will get a buy, so the buy will be random every round. Um, and then it's going to be best record. Uh, the way they determine that is Pokemon has a tournament organization management system. They usually call it TOM. Um, that uh, uplinks to the Pokemon website, so any kind of tournament organizer is going to have access to this, any Pokemon professor. And what they do is they'll put all your name, they'll put in your player ID. If you show up to one of these things and you don't have a player ID, just tell the, the organizer ahead of time, and they will give you an ID. Like, you show up and be like, hey, I don't have one, but here's my deck list. They'll be like, cool, I'm going to put you in the system, then you go home and you register that ID to your Pokemon Trainer Club account. Um... You always should bring a deck list. Um, it does. You don't need to include the set symbols for your um, your trainers, but you need to include for your Pokemon what set they are. Uh, make sure, of course, that your list is tournament standard legal, um, and they can check your list anytime. You need to have the cards in your deck matching the cards in your list, uh, and you also need to indicate on your list whether you have special or basic energies when you're listing your energies out. Um, uh, so that's course, pretty much the thing. Yeah, and this is according to reason number one to make sure that your the cards you're using are legal in the format being used in the tournament. You can't use expanded cards in standard tournaments. That's obvious. But also to prevent you know cheaters from switching cards between rounds. Yeah. Right? You have yeah, the cards. It's it's one deck. You can't. It's not. Or, they believe that Magic has like a side deck of fifteen cards that you can switch around. Yes. That, yeah. That doesn't happen in Pokemon. The sixty cards you Magic register you will play with those cards till the end of the tournament. Ma Pokemon is also a 60-card min-max deck. Magic, you could have more than 60, but um, with Pokemon, it has to be exactly 60. So they're not... Most places aren't going to, like, deck-check you, um, like, necessarily, unless they think something's up. Um, so what's going to happen then? Like, you'll turn in, you'll go talk to the organizer, you'll give them your deck list, you'll register, you'll be in the system. Then they'll, they'll do the pairings, and each table will have a number. You'll go find your table number, and you will sit down, you know, wait for them to tell you to start, mm -hmm. and then you'll start your round. Um, for a single round, I think it's 20 minutes. Um, so you'll have that amount of time. If you go to time, that's a draw, and the Tom system, um, we can talk about resistances a little bit. So the way you end up ranking yourself is you have, of course, your record, which goes win, uh, loss, draw. And you want the best record possible. But if two people have the same record, that comes to what down to what's called resistances. And it checks based off of the players you've lost to or won against to see whether your deck has ended up being stronger or weaker. Um, so you can have the same uh, finished numbers as somebody else, but they could have a stronger uh, resistance, and they'll end up being ahead of you. The math behind it is really so complicated. <laughs> uh, but basically, you want the people you play against to do well. Yeah, yeah. You want to be their only loss, like mm -hmm. right. You play against everybody, and you are their only loss. It doesn't matter what the record is because you'll end up being like number one. Um, just because that's how the, the Swiss format kind of like calculates out. So um, it's we... pretty. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Oh, so now we already 
talked about right getting ready for uh, league challenges. Now we're moving on up, right? Like the Jeffersons, and we're gonna go to regionals. What can our players do to prepare for regional tournaments? Um, regionals is pretty much just a bigger day. Um, you're gonna like right now. It seems like the norm being with the number of people that are showing up to these regionals. You're going to have nine rounds of Swiss. And these rounds are 50-minute rounds, uh, best two out of three. Bring food. You will... Most of them schedule a lunch break after round three, um, but you're not always guaranteed that if the tournament goes late, um, if, like, there's some sort of delay. So what happens is you'll show up, you'll get in a big old long line, and then you'll have to go to the deck check, um, again, it's the same procedure. You bring your um, you bring your list. You bring your cards. Uh, somebody will check you into the system. If they like, you need to pre-register in advance online. You can register there at the door and pay your money, but it's so much easier to register ahead online. I would guarantee. I'd, unlike league challenges, you need to register ahead for regionals. If you have the opportunity, it's they always make it cheaper, um, mm-hmm. and it's just way more straightforward. Um, so you go. You bring any information they require you to bring. Some places they want to bring your ID. They want you to bring an ID. Some places want you to print out your registration form. Um, just make sure you follow those instructions. You'll get there. They'll check you in. Then you'll go get your lanyard, and they'll give you like any kind of like promo or prizes generally that you're awarded with that. So like for Orlando, we got a mat and a Pokemon Ranger Regional Championship promo card. So I went and got my lanyard, put that on. Then I was. Um, they sent me to the line for like whatever you prepaid for because like you can pay extra money and get like event tickets and for side events and like double mats and all the glitz and glam you want. Um, so you go over there, you claim your prizes, and then you sit and wait because this whole line of people behind you is also waiting to register. Um, so it's a good time to go talk to people, tell them about Puckle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can understand, you know, where you're coming from. It's it's a good opportunity to just like get to know people. You're gonna see a lot of team shirts um, because there's a lot of Pokemon teams that like uh, deck test together and like homebrew ideas. Like the meta deck always shows up. Yeti Gaming. Um, so you're gonna see sponsored people there. Don't be intimidated. You're probably gonna see a few of your favorite YouTubers um, that that talk about their deck. Like I had. Um, Squeaky from uh, Team Fish Knuckles walking around because he was streaming uh, Orlando Regionals. Uh, Raul was there. Um, I talked to. I, I was partnered against Chris Shemansky, who is like one of the like top players in the country. Um, so you're gonna like. And my opening game was against one of the founders of the Meta Deck. So um, you're gonna like. There's gonna be like minor Pokemon celebrities. Um, so that's pretty cool because Regionals is where you're getting the bulk of your championship points. Um, and it's a little bit of a softer tournament. When I say softer tournament, I mean with less people than a continental, the odds of you doing better are stronger because not everybody is showing up. So the challenges there are different. And then you'll get randomly assigned to tables. They'll talk. They'll usually announce it over an intercom, like pairings are up. And um, a lot of them use websites now. So you can go log on to the website by just using your like last um, last name or your Pokemon ID number. or And you'll have to like input the tournament code. And then you can see your pairing. And your pairing will list your you, your record, your opponent, and their record. And it'll tell you what table to go sit at. And when you have a big regional, you're going to have like a huge amount of table numbers. Like There was over 300 tables in um, Orlando. So you would have to go, find your table, meet your partner, wait for them to tell you to start, and it's the same procedure. Except now you have a grueling 50 minutes, best two out of three, uh, 
<laughs> and like you're sitting there and getting things done. If you finish early, that's great. You can go do wander around, do whatever. Um, but they'll call time, and then you get three turns. Yep. So when time is called, this, this also happens for League Challenge. If you run out of time, you get it starts on turn zero. So whoever's turn it is, that's turn zero. Yep. Then the opponent's one. You're back to you. It's two. Back to them. Three. Game over. Um, if you have to take all the prize cards in those last three turns. If not, it's a draw. Um, so the meta is formed by these regionals. These regionals are the ones that we look at. We check the stats and what decks are doing good. That's where the meta is directed to. So typically yes. in regionals, people play the meta because it's the meta that's being formed. Um, so in preparation for regionals, you need to do your homework. This is not like league where you can just go with the deck that you best feel you're good at and anything can happen. No regionals. You have to know what's going on. What's the best, the, 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 the decks that are doing well. What are the decks that are play, being played? Uh, you might want to try to play against that. You might want to play with that. It, this is where your knowledge of the meta comes in. Right? And everybody's guessing, like you have a certain knowledge of what you expect to see there. Um, but I mean, rogue decks are a thing that happens. Um, sometimes things top cut that you wouldn't expect to top cut just because they had good matchups throughout the day. Um, really, like, regionals are your first big picture, and then you, like, as re more regionals go on, then you can start to stitch a better picture together of what's actually happening. But it's, like, like, uh, Jushiro said, it is a complete and utter, you need to have an idea of what's going on. If you're participating at the regional level, I'd say as a player to do well, you need to understand how most of the meta decks work. Yep. You need to have a solid understanding of what components go into a regular meta deck. Um, how does Mega Mewtwo run? How does Melcanyon run? How does Greninja run? And how does, how does your deck fare against those decks? Yes, you need to know your matchups. You need to anticipate when you're going to do well. Um, and it's, it's a... I'm telling you guys right now... Um, well, segue, since we're in the regional, I'll talk to you guys about what my Lando experience a little bit, yep. if that's cool. Yeah. Um, so I got there, and I played my Xerneas Giratina deck. My record for the day was 4-1-4, so that means I had four wins, one loss, four ties. Um, my very first deck I go against was a rogue deck. It was the Gyarados deck that everybody was talking about. That um, Basically, the gist of the deck is Gyarados has an attack for two double colorless that does 30 times the amount of damage Could counters on Magikarp's on... Uh, I apologize for interrupting. Could you explain what a rogue deck is? Okay, so you have uh, meta decks, which are what you'd consider everybody's playing. Mm -hmm. So Mega Mewtwo. Yeah, Mega Mewtwo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, but then you have something like uh, Houndoom Mill would be considered a rogue deck. Or um, anything that's like super anti-meta, like it's running Garbodors and Giratinas, but not any other like main attackers. That'd be a rogue deck. Um, or a deck that's just not seeing a lot of play, um, but still has potential to do well. So I ran into Gyarados, and like I was saying, for two double colorless, it does 30 times the amount of damage to Magikarps on your bench. And the trick is you play Team Magra's secret base, uh, or hidden base, whatever it's called. It's the stadium. And that puts two damage counters on any Pokemon that hits the bench. So you get that deck out, you get Gyarados set up, and it starts swinging at you. Um, I went win-loss draw on that one. So first game I won, second game I lost, third game we went to time. Um, most times my, throughout the day, the third game went to time because my deck likes to run a little bit longer. Because my deck's pretty much... I wouldn't call it a rogue deck, but it's definitely not like top of the meta. Um, my next match was against Mega Gardevoir. And where you sit on the tables depends on your pairings and your record. 
So if you have a better record, you go up the tables is what they're saying. If you have the best record of the day, you're usually playing at table one or two. Um, that's what they call playing the tables because they want to match the people with identical records together so they have a more uh, accurate picture as to who's the strongest player. So that's where the resistances and stuff come in too. So if I face somebody who went win-loss-draw, and you can see throughout the day on the pairings how your um, previous opponents are doing, so you can see how it makes you stand out. Yeah. Um, that was a Mega Gardevoir deck I played for second round, and that's when Maximus showed up. So it was cool. I got to hang out with Maximus that day. Um, Puckle Podcast Mini Reunion. Win-loss-draw on that deck, though. Uh, we went to time. Um, I think I had him on a win on that last round, though. Um, but I don't recall correctly. Um, the next round was Vileplume Toolbox, which is a deck that runs based off Vileplume, and you have uh, attackers like uh, Jolteon, Glaceon, Regice, uh, that have different ways of denying you the ability to attack through to them, but can still hit you for lower damage. Um, I went win-loss-win on that one. First game I won, um, I Lysandered out their Vileplume right, like, right at the beginning and killed it, and they're just like, okay, I scoop, next round. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, part of the strategy is if you only have three rounds, if you know you're going to lose and you want to be able to make up time, you should scoop. Like, that's yeah. that's the, the tricky part. Um, the next uh, round, I uh, won. It was a win-draw because we went to time um, against Volcanion. Um, Volcanion was just a, it's a long game to play against my deck. Um, the next round was the one I faced uh, uh, Shemansky in. Um, that was Vileplume Toolbox he was running as well. And he is the brother of the guy who took second with Vileplume Toolbox. Nice. Um, so they were running the same deck. So I drew against that deck as well. I went lost, win, draw. Um, we went to deck out on a couple of those. Um, then I went against Mega Scizor, win, lost, draw, because we went to time. Um, then against Dark Tina, it was a lost, win, win. So I beat Dark Tina, um, which has a bad matchup against Fairy anyway. Yeah. Um, then my first loss of the day was against the Vespaquen Evolution Zoroark deck. Yeah. Um, everybody was talking about with Karen being legal that you know Vespaquen's not going to be like as strong. But I went against this guy. Um, his name was Carl. He was a cool dude. Um, ended up like meeting like I realized I'm in a group chat with him, like off of Reddit, like because we were talking about we, we were both talking in the group chat and I was like, wait a minute, did we play each other? <laughs> So, small world, you end up playing against somebody that, like, lives in Virginia that you've never, like, met in person or seen in real life, but there you go. And then uh, my last game was a Dark Cry of Vettel. It was a win-loss, and it was going to be a draw, but since it was the last game and our records were so bad, the guy was like, you know what, this is your first regional, I'm going to scoop on this one, give you the win. Um, So that was pretty cool, and that put me at number 125, um, so I qualified for points. Nice. I got 16 points from the regional... Because he was nice enough. Because, like, sometimes that's just what you end up doing at the end of the day. Like, if you can help somebody, like, cut or, like, if you know your record's worse, you're going to bubble out. Like, that that kind of politics comes into play, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like Thatch was saying, pack a lunch. Um, we were lucky enough that this regional was run exceptionally well. Yeah. So you got the ability to go... Um, go eat. We had a lunch break, and Maximus and I went able to go eat Panda Express and hang out, and they had side events and a prize wall. So they've got all these cool things. So even if you don't like um, necessarily the idea of competing at a regional, um, they have side events that you can participate in and play TCG and VC- VGC and like stupid dumb games and win prizes. Yeah, and uh, nothing, definitely nothing brings friends and family together like horrible fake Chinese food. Uh, it's so good, like you know, it's, it's great. <laughs> but that was on. my regional experience. It's. It, I, I just want to say my final point is a long and exhausting day. Um, mm-hmm. 
you need to pack the energy you can and because you're going to have a headache at the end of the day you're going to be making stupid mistakes like trying to max elixir off the bottom cards of your deck mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you're going to be turning your discard upside down it's it's a long day it's a marathon it is a marathon where you have to watch out and try to remain fresh in your mind through the whole day because obviously if you're not doing well then it really doesn't matter you can make mistakes you're not doing well but if you're doing yeah, well you're not obligated to play the whole tournament yeah um and you can go fill out a drop slip if you're like, I have a bad record, I'm not going to do this. You can always yeah. quit. Yeah. So, But if you're doing well, it is a marathon because each uh, set is going to be more important, more tough. And your mind is just – it can go because it's just it, – it is definitely – it's eight hours, nine hours, something even sometimes even ten hours. And it's just – it's rough. But off from regionals – and thank you, Gator, for uh, uh, letting uh, – Oh my God! The word I'm looking at. report. Thank you. Yes, uh, but we're gonna move on real quick to our last two, which is Continental and World Series. Of course, Continental. This is the first year we're gonna have these. We don't have much information other than they're basically nationals, except that multiple countries are involved. Um, and of course, for these, these are cream of the crop. You gotta know what you are expecting. And here we've been seeing a trend of rogue decks winning, usually in these level tournaments, uh, where decks that no one expected them to win anything. And this is where knowing the meta is key, not to play the meta, but to play against it. All right? I would agree. Yes. Um, You saw it at uh, Worlds. Um, It's it's a very higher level play and a higher level of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes into it. I don't think it's something that like you can just hop right into and expect to know how to be able to read a meta and like adjust to it and test for it. Um, but it's something I think you can learn in time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely a learned skill as opposed to an innate skill. So anybody's capable of doing exactly that once they put in enough reps. But you need to spend a lot of time with Pokemon cards in your hand or a lot of time oh, staring at the yeah. computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um it's not for the. I would not say a casual player has a chance at a continental or worlds. No. Um, you should stop at regional. If you're a casual, if you consider yourself a casual, like I'm not in this for the glory, stop at regionals, uh, because worlds and continentals are just so much more. Uh, and they're gonna draw. They're gonna draw the competition. Yeah, and like. you're gonna be playing with you know players that are just gonna be like destroy you. Uh, even if they get bad hands, <laughs> they're just going to be able to work around whatever obstacles they have and just destroy you. And it's great. If you're not a casual player, if you're really in it for the competitive play, they're fantastic. They're inexperienced and they're so awesome. Uh, and that's basically it. Tournaments, how they are. Uh, one side note, one last note on this uh, before we want to move to the next is that they're fun even when you're not competing. Because they also have side tournaments. They also have side events. For those of that either don't want to participate in the main tournament, they can still have their own smaller tournaments for boosters, for mats, for whatever they need. In fact, when we did our own Puckle Convention uh, at the Ohio Nationals, um, or the U.S. Nationals in Ohio, uh, that's what we did. We went and played so many... Uh, uh, tournaments, side tournaments, it's a lot of fun. You can really win a lot of things. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, so it's always awesome to go even if you are not going to participate. And know, if you're going to do those, know how like the different status effects work. Don't let Shamu make you flip a coin for Paralyze. Um, 
just saying. <laughs> just just a heads up to anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for our second topic, uh, tournaments and how they work. We're going to have one more, well, actually, almost one more. There's one more after that. Break, and when we come back, we're going to tackle our emails. Stay tuned. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of confusion in your basement or attic? Have you or your family ever seen a pumpkaboo, haunter, or ghastly? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and call the professionals. Ghost, Ghost, catch- Ghost catchers! Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your ghost-type elimination needs. We're, We're ready, ready to, to relieve you. Relieve you. Hello, hello, we're back to our favorite section, the mailbag. And we're going to start out with a few mails from our listeners and also our friends at the Facebook TCG group. Uh, go there at Facebook, Paul TCG, join in, it's free, it's awesome, and we have a great, great many people there. And our first email comes in from Eviolite says, hey guys, I want to start off by saying thank you for reading my email in the last podcast. The advice you guys gave me regarding deck building has really helped. I finally earned enough coins on the online TCG to obtain my first deck, the Greninja deck, like you recommended. Now, I am working my way to earning enough coins to get the Volcanion and Raichu deck like you suggested. Do you guys know what is the quickest way to earn coins or decks online? I'm currently using the Gradienda deck and the trainer challenges to formalize myself with the cards and the rules. Any advice is greatly appreciated, Evie Life. Well, Evie, thank you so much for writing in, and of course, we're going to read your email. Uh, and uh, really, the best way I can recommend in TCGO is just participating in tournaments. Well, that's not forgetting the coins. Um, forgetting coins, I would do your daily challenges, make sure you hit those. Yeah. Um, Right now, you should be low enough level to be able to complete them in Trainer Challenge, to so do your TCG challenges in Trainer Challenge, because uh, usually you can pick and choose on those, like 55 coins for this one, or 20, or, you know, 60 coins for this one, um, and then play the ladder on versus for theme decks. Yeah. Um, once you get through your spins, that when the ladder sets, because um, it has, like, that right, random, like, open this chest and you get coins chart, uh, win there and you'll get coins, um, it's... There's no, like, easy way to get coins. You just grind. Yeah. Like, Sublime, you But you can make it easier in certain ways. For one thing, make sure you log in every day and you get, like, something for free just for logging in. That's and true. then um, when you don't have any cards, it's good to do it with theme decks because you're more likely to win because it's an even playing field. But once you have enough cards to make a fast deck, like a really fast deck, you'll win or lose faster. And so I suggest playing uh, one of the other formats. or the Yeah. Where you can make a very quick deck, um, where the, you'll win or lose quickly, but you'll win or lose, and then you're playing through the grind quicker. Thank you for adding in, Evie Light. And we're going uh, on to the next one from another other than the real Evie. Uh, go ahead, I Dash. got this. What's up, everyone? It's the real Evie here. Also known as the guy that posts way too much stuff on the page and way too early in the morning. Enough how I've got about how I'm being a Jolteon and how I'm using Pin Missile and being a prick. As I'm <laughs> writing this, we are in our semifinals of our first unofficial TCGO tournament for Puckle, and man, has it been fun. Big shout-out to Moriarty, Gator, and many and so many other people. We have learned a lot from this, and it will be used for when we do an official Puckle event. But, but probably. 
Uh, yeah, we're, we're, like I told him, we're we're using this as the testing ground. Yeah, that's like, what we've been e- doing with that. EV, the real EV. Shout outs to him. He's being a champ right now. Mm-hmm. He is running this tournament by himself um, with suggestions from us, and we're letting this as a learning opportunity to see how we should run the official event. So, yep. oh, for sure, shout outs to him, and shout outs to many of our TC group. We have such a great TCG group. People are so nice. Uh, people are so knowledgeable, and it's just. We're constantly, 24 hours a day, having amazing TCG discussions. So again, guys, I can't mm-hmm. suggest this enough. Uh, if you like TCG, if you like our show, and you want to be around people that are just as awesome or more awesome than us, honestly, please go to our TCG group, and they're awesome. And shout-outs to uh, Dylan, Chronoxkiri, uh, and you know all of them. They're amazing guys. Uh, he, says, he says, come to the Puckle TCG group. We like to see new players, and don't be shy. So I have a question: If the evolution that sells, uh, if the evolution, if the evolution set sells well, do you think we'll see other reprints of sets? Uh, maybe. I, I don't. Hope, I I don't think they're gonna do it until like twenty seventeen. Yeah, and if this is how they handle it, I don't want them to. <laughs> no. Not to mention the fact that it's the set with all the nostalgia in it, and it's the 20th yeah. anniversary. So Yeah, that's why they're doing it. I, I mean, I could see a reprint of, like, Neo, maybe, around the 20th anniversary of Gold and Silver, but I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. It's it's it really was a 20th anniversary thing. It really was something of the moment. I don't think we're going to see this again. Uh, like Sublime said, I don't think I want to see this again. Um uh, Unless it's I mean, we get we get like four sets a year, so right, we're not gonna get one in the next year. Yeah, no, for sure, not not with Sun and Moon. That will not make sense either. So, uh, no. unless they want to reprint the non Alolan cards and make them Alolan, whatever. I I I don't. I have no idea how would they do that. But no, I don't think this is gonna happen, really. Be so. Uh, enjoy it or not, depending on your opinion on this set. So let's go ahead and move on to the next email. Thank you all for uh, for emailing in. And we're going to move on to the next skater. This is from Forest Ranger 1. Uh, Lord Jushiro and crew, I love the podcast. Thank you for all of your efforts. I've been playing the TCG with my two kids and on the TCGO since the start of the XY generation. With the recent release of XY Evolutions, I'd appreciate your opinions on how to best evaluate new expansions. Oh, I really like your reviews of individual cards, but I'm really interested in how to identify the new staple cards that will be the best to acquire early on before prices get too high. Thanks for everything. Keep up the good work. Forest Ranger 1. P.S. Tell Thatch I vote for more TCG podcast prep per month. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Thatch. I haven't heard anything. I, I don't. I, nobody's told me that they wanted more than one a month. That, um, I haven't heard this ever. I'm supposed to tell you that uh, the Forest Ranger one votes for more TCG podcasts per month. I've never heard anybody say that before. I think he's in the minority. Okay, um, uh, but if you listen to the show, if he, so, like we're recording out of order right now. Yeah. Um. So like this is coming before I recorded the show that you listened to on Monday. Um, if you, if you, if you listen to that, there should be a state of puckle address if future me does not forget, uh, because we're, we're addressing a lot of things because the survey's over and everything. So there, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Um, mo- well, well, they shouldn't stay tuned. They should, have Monday. <laughs> they should have already heard it. Yeah. Listen, um, as far as like knowing what to buy for like staple cards and stuff, uh, you can you can't review an expansion in a vacuum. You have to review it as it fits into the meta currently. Um, cards can get better. Cards can get worse depending on what else is released. I would advise you 
if you have the funds, first off, to buy play sets of all the trainers. Um, we never know which of the trainers are going to get good unless you already have a play set and it's a reprint and of a trainer. Way, when we say play set, we're referring to specifically four cards of each. Yes, you want four of each because most of the time they're like 25 cents, 50 cents. It's worth having four of because you never know what deck you're going to play, what trainers you're going to use. And it's just easy, um, convenient, and trainers can go in any deck. Um, then I would look at the EXs. Um, especially if it's an EX you don't think is like that great. Um, if it's really cheap, buy a playset of those too. Uh, everybody who had a playset of Audino and Mega Audino, like Made Bank, selling them the week after Worlds, um, they just had that opportunity. Uh, the, you, things come, things go. The cheapest of cards typically end up being is when the set's out of rotation and nobody wants it, or like right after it comes out, like give it a couple weeks for the prices to settle. Um, if you'd have bought Shaman EXs when Roaring Skies came out, you'd been a lot happier than trying to buy Shaman EXs right now. Yes. Um, if it's if it's a card like that, it's only going to go up. Yep. Um, Hoopa EXs, they dropped temporarily, but then they shot back up. There's people that are getting into Pokemon speculating now because of these card prices, so they're going to buy up product and it's going to go up. Yu-Gi-Oh! has decided that Pokemon's a better option now because the cards are cheaper and the tournaments are paying more, so card prices are going to go up. Mm-hmm. Just start early. If you're hearing us talk about it or reading about it on the internet and it seems like something's good, pick it up. Yeah. And, yeah, it's pretty and simple. Specifically for Evolutions, you already saw our review. Just focus on those Radadas, uh, some of the trainers, reprints. Uh, that's really basically it that I would suggest because the rest is pretty specific. But at least Ratata is a it's, card that, that might be worth seeing in different decks. It's even worth spending six cents on a playset of Professor Oak's Hint, because we never know what might come out, like a special card that's like, you can play two supporters a turn, and Professor Oak's Hint gets less crappy as a supporter if you can play another supporter that turn. You know, like, there's certain... There's, there's always a question mark as to what could happen, so... Thank you so much uh, for uh, writing in Force Ranger. One. And we're going to move on to the last mail of the day. Sublime, take us home. This is from Winmore. Hey, TCG cast, Winmore here. So since the new rotation and changing of many cards from standard to expanded, my Malamar EX deck hasn't been playable. Since then, I've been looking for inspiration on what type of deck to play. I've been considering multiple types or themes for the deck, but nothing has really stood out to me yet this time around. My question for you all was, what do you do to find inspiration for your deck building when you guys start anew? Winmore. Winmore, I really like your mail because I am going through that right now. Where I feel that I still haven't found what I want to play. And what I want to spend my money on and what I want to build. Uh, to be able, in a competitive manner to take it to a regional, for example. I'm still working on that. What did you guys suggest when more? Um, that's something I've been going through too pretty recently when the rotation just hit TCGO. Like, oh, all of my decks are no longer valid. And so I literally just destroyed <laughs> them all. Um, and it was like, okay, what am I going to make? And I made some decks that were easy to convert first. Like, so I made Greninja over. And then I made um, Vespaquim Vileplume over. But then I was like, well, what else am I going to make? What's good for this format? And I was like, I looked through all of the decks, like, the archetypes that are successful currently. Like, what are what is the meta? Um, what do I think is good? What is versatile? And, like, you basically just go from there and decide, oh, well, of these, or 
what Pokemon or what uh, cards do I really like that I would want to play with as a deck? And so many decks have different playstyles, right? And there might be a certain playstyle that applies to you that, like, there's your choice because, oh, you want a big bench? Well, you either play Mega Rayquaza or Rainbow Road, and then you have something to work on. Um, or if you want to snipe, then you play Greninja Break. Um, and those, like, if you have a certain idea, like, preferred way of playing the game, that can really solve the problem for you. But in my instance, I decided, it's like, you know what? I think Scizor EX has a lot of potential. There's a lot of open space in the deck. Like, you can um, edit it a lot to include what you want into it. And so the first deck I made that I didn't have, like, all of the cards already was uh, Mega Scizor EX for that reason. Uh, I, That's been my experience. Um, I tend to agree with Sublime. I think you should play what you're com- look at the meta, then play what you're comfortable with, what matches your play style. Um because you're not going to be comfortable running a deck that doesn't play how you like to play. If it doesn't play how you think and how you like to think, then you're not going to do as well with it as you would a deck that you don't like. That you like, I understand innately how this deck works. Um, my default position is uh, play dark. Um, it's been expanded. You can change like, five or six cards around. Like dark seems to be the the archetype that's pretty consistent wherever you're playing it at. It just gets new cards that make it better and expanded, and then like <laughs> make it even better in standard, like Fright Night of Velo. Um, yeah, it's kind of like your comfort deck. <laughs> it's a good it's a good comfort deck. So invest in like the pieces for a dark deck because you can always have like a backup deck that that's like your like main backup deck is your dark deck, um, and it also does well. I am a big fan, like I've talked about this podcast before, about not reinventing the wheel. Um, if I'm looking for a new deck, I'm going to playtest the stuff I find in the meta. Um, it's not very hard once you get your collection rolling and you get the idea of how to trade on uh, PTCGO to amass a collection of what's meta um, and play through it and experiment with it. I just finished my Vespaquin, uh, or not Vespaquin, um, my Vile Plume Toolbox deck, because I want to try that. I copied Azul... Um, dark deck that won at Orlando. So I have a copy of the first and second place deck so I can play through them and try them. I've got Denial decks. I've got Volcanion. Um, when they banned Volcanion because it was broken in the game, I took that as an opportunity to buy up people's Volcanions because they was like, oh, if we can't play it, I might as well sell it now. Well, it's going to get fixed, so <laughs> you might as well like buy it up. It's like if Greninja breaks or something, like go ahead and buy all the Greninja Breaks if that card, like, glitches in the game, because people are going to sell them cheaper, and then you can have it, and it's still going to be good when the game gets fixed. Um, that's kind of, like, my advice, is play PTCGO, play cheap, and then invest in the physical cards, but invest in the physical cards ahead of time with, like, supporters and staples. And I'm a big fan nowadays about this resurgence of toolbox decks, where it's a deck that just has so many options in it, and you just switch around with whatever you think it it works. Um, I'm I'm really liking the Vile Plume Jolteon toolbox, um, but I still haven't made up my mind. But that's a great, excellent win more. Some anyone else want to add something else before we move on? No. Okay, we're good. So we're gonna go and take our last break because when we come back, it is yes, Pokemon 15 questions. See you soon. <laughs> And we are back to none other than everyone's favorite section, Pokemon 15 Questions, when you, the audience, will try to stump our co-host. Now, unfortunately, I had no suggestions, so I had to pick one. So it's actually me against the co-host. Uh, of course, here are the rules. 
players, lower your browsers, no internet allowed, you may not ask questions regarding generations or Pokedex numbers. Are we there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, perfect. So let's go ahead and start. The We will start with Sublime, Gator, and then Thatch. We will start now. Sublime. Is this Pokemon part of an evolution line? No. Oh! oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this Pokemon a water type? No. Oh, wow. I don't know if we know. Water type, single evolution. That's good, though. Um, let's see. Let's see. So, like, we know that it's a single evolution, and we know that it's not a water type. <laughs> that's all. That's like all of the Pokemon already. <laughs> we got rid of like we got rid of all of them. Uh, is this Pokemon a normal type? No. Ah. Uh, okay. Is this Pokemon a legendary Pokemon? Nope. Gator. Not a legendary. Ooh, not a legendary. Not not a normal. Does type. none of those evolve? Um. Is this Pokemon found in the um which region do I want to do? Is it found in Kanto? Let me verify. I feel like we got rid of a lot of the Pokemon that would have been in Kanto. Bear with me for the- a second. We got because we got rid of all the normal types, um, so that gets rid of like Kangaskhan and Tauros and Chansey and Chansey. Well, yes, um, this Pokemon can be found in Johto. Uh, wait, no, he's in Kanto. I'm sorry, yeah, Kanto. Okay, good. Uh, okay, which is it? Did you look up Kanto or did you look up Johto? Uh, no, Kanto. I said Johto. I don't okay. know why, honestly. Okay. Okay. So it's it's not a normal or a water type. It's a single stage, and it can be found in Kanto. And the last wow. time we went to Kanto, we only had Gen Four. Gen, Gen Four. So that leaves out like all of the Gen Six Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does. And Gen Five Pokemon. Yes. Um, yeah. So so we, single stage, uh, not normal or water type Pokemon. Um, in Gen One, I'm not a hundred percent sure which ones. I mean, it's not Tangela because Tangela evolves now. Most of them evolve now. A lot of them still don't, though, like Lapras and... Ah, but Lapras is a water, water Pinsir. Oh, that's right. Pinsir, Pinsir I could see. Jinx. Um, oh, well, Jinx has a pre-evolution Jinx. now. Uh, does, this, does this Pokemon have a Mega Evolution? No. That was going to be my next question. Does not... I'm writing down all of our information. All right. Does this Pokemon have a dual typing? Yes. Okay. Gator. Um, well, let's rendezvous. Let's give us a second to think. Yeah, here. I think we have. I think We're we can start thinking what here. it could be. <laughs> That's how it is. Okay, so it can be found in Kanto. It's not water or or normal. It has a dual typing, and it does not mega evolve. No mega evolution. Um, it is dual type, but it's not normal or water. Hmm. Um. Is this Pokemon... Uh... A Psychic type? No. Thatch. Psychic? That was a weird choice. Um, I was trying to to see if he was being tricky and giving us unknown. Um, Ah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's not dual type, though. 
Yeah, it's not dual oh, threat. Yeah, you're right. It also can't be found in Kanto. Uh, it can be found in the Sevi Islands. Did we count that as Kanto? Does that count? I don't know. Alright, where? Uh, let's see. So, wasted a question, Gator. Uh, let's no, see. No, it's not psychic. <laughs> I never thought it was. Uh, <laughs> we only got 15 types left, and it's got two of them. Uh, <laughs> well, don't you dare ask if it's um, like dark, because there's no dark types in Kanto. Well, it doesn't mean it's in Kanto. Well, no, it's that's found in Kanto. The Kanti belt. All right. Um, um, the, the, but I can't think of a single stage normal that would have been found in Kanto, or a dark that would be found in Kanto. Um, let's think about single stage Pokemon. From the first four generations. Right. Um, so. Um, How many can we just list that wouldn't automatically be out already? Uh, yeah, that's the question, right? You're going to um, need a que uh, question. No, you don't. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's how it is. I got to put the pressure on. There's no pressure. You should have made The pressure <laughs> is how many questions we have left. Yeah, that's the solve pressure. It. There's no time limit here. This is a, <laughs> a pokey quiz. Uh, okay, so, um, who is, uh, because we're already at, like, eight questions, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh, wait, so, oh, you know what? No, Mr. Mime has a pre-evolution now, too. Yeah. Um. I mean, Pokemon and Kanto, um, so, going through it, um, Farfetch is out, um, Kangaskhan's out, Tauros is out, Tangle is out, Jinx is out. Um. Huh. You, nope. Snorlax is out. Um. You guys are focusing a lot on the Cantor uh, Cantor question, and that might be an issue. I mean, it's probably. It's, I mean, I'm thinking. Gen, I'm going through the gens in my head. Oh. Um. Let's see. And then what? What did, did Gen? Who? What standalone Pokemon that aren't legendary? Because they're not legendary. Uh. <laughs> what? What what non legendary single stage did Gen two introduce? Well, it can't be a mega. So oh, like... you know what it introduced? It introduced Heracross. It did introduce, but Heracross, Heracross is a mega. Is a mega. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah. It has a mega. Um, what about Gen three? Well, Gen three or four? Did they introduce any good single stage? Chatot? He's normal though. Um, this yeah. is one of those forgettable Pokemon. I'm gonna have to need a question now. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> Batch, we need a question. It's a dual type. Uh, let's see. Um, let's go. What's some more? What's some of the more popular types other than water and normal? What about like uh, what? Uh, flying. Fly, is it a flying type? No. So black. Ah, gosh, dude. Not a flying type. Okay. Um. Hmm. Maybe maybe we should ask if it's in another region. <laughs> we know it's gonna be Gen one through four. Can this Pokemon be found in Hoenn? That's a good question. Give me a second. Confirm. I'm gonna say yes. Well then, hmm. question can 10, by the way be found in Hoenn. Kanto and Hoenn. Gator. Huh. Hoenn only has 200 Pokemon in its Hoenn decks, so... No, it can be found there, so that means it can be found in Oraz. Um, that's Smeargle. Because that's the normal. What about... 
Yeah, Hoenn's a bad question. Never mind. Dual type, dual type, dual type. It's a dual type. <gasps> no, no, that's only Dual fire. type um, single stage. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's Torkoal, but then it's not, because that's not two types. <laughs> I wonder if it's something like Spiritomb. It's like, that's Ghost Dark, we'd never guess that. Maybe. Uh, guess, guess Can Spiritomb be found in Kanto? I don't know, that's why I was I, just... I don't know how okay. answer that question. Is it my turn for a question? No, I asked Cohen. Yeah, yeah. um, it's my turn. Um, is this Pokemon... Um, a bug type. Yes. Oh, heart bug. Okay, that's. It's got to be shut. We have Thatch. Next question. Is this Pokemon a rock type? Yes. Yay! Is this Pokemon Shuckle? Yes. You guys made it with thirteen questions. Two more, and it would have been game over. Wait, where can you find Shuckle and Kanto? Dark Cave. Can't, wait, where? Where? The Dark Cave. That's in Johto. No, it isn't. Yeah, it is. The Dark Cave? <laughs> What's the Mewtwo Cave? That's, oh, that's not the Dark Cave. That's Cerulean Cave. Oh, then that was my mistake. Then 12 questions. Well, you were giving us bad information. <laughs> my mistake. I saw Dark Cave, and I assumed that was the... Dark Cave's in, in Johto. It's the one that you run into before you get to Violet City. Okay, so that's uh, my bad. You still get it, so. Yeah, okay. And I also yeah. told you guys not to focus on that question. So, hey, I try to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that. Just, unintentionally okay. fix things. I think we just. I think why we just, and I did a record on our own. Um, we did like that? four questions last uh, last time, just me and Sublime. So, oh, yeah, that was. Killed that's, it. That's holding yeah. us back. That's. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Not the what was questions. that Pokemon that we like nailed in four questions? Oh, it was uh, Ma- uh, Fion, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, we just burned that. <laughs> that was great. Okay, Ugh. so that has been Pokemon Fifteen questions. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, let's start with the Rickamarole. Uh, please, uh, Gator, <laughs> go with the Rickamarole. Where can they find us? Alright guys, if you are looking for more Puckalicious Puckle Podcast, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any podcasting platform you want. But go ahead, wherever you listen to us, rate us. We need 150 iTunes reviews. 250. 250 iTunes reviews to release the Puckle Game Show, the fourth monthly show from Puckle Podcast. 150 iTunes reviews ago... Wouldn't have said it was possible. Now, we're only like 20 away. So, 11. If you, 11. Oh my god, it's blowing my mind. It's 11 away. If you are one of 11 people who have not reviewed us, you are holding everyone else back, and you should feel bad. You should feel terrible. Terribad. No, I'm just kidding. Do what you like, but review us wherever you find us. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, or like us on Facebook, follow us on Tumblr, follow our subreddit, uh, r slash puckle on reddit um you can follow us on twitter um at puckle podcast everything's at puckle podcast except for the twitch stream which is at the puckle podcast uh we haven't been streaming lately but uh we are working on it we're prepping Um, 
We're prepping. Yes. We're getting we're getting there. Uh, Sun and Moon's coming out, so be sure to listen and pay attention. Absolutely. Um, we're probably going to be doing a live episode for that, so if you're interested in the video game and not just TCG, you can always uh, give us a listen for our first impressions on Sun and Moon. Or if you're in Europe and just like anxiously pining, you can live vicariously through us. Um, if you've got a little extra change in your pocket and you want to make a difference for your fellow Puckalonians, you can uh, donate to our Patreon. Um, again, that's at Puckle Podcast. Um, we are have we have different tiers. If you can donate a penny a month, that's fine. We will take your twelve cents a year. Um, we have different stretch goals. The more patrons we have, the more we can do for the community. If you don't want to make that, you can always do a one-time donation through our PayPal. It's all of the information is found on our website, pucklepodcast.com. You are the reason we do this show. Um, you're the reason we do every show. Uh, this is a hobby for us. We don't make any money off of anything you donate. Everything, 100% of the funds, go back into the community, whether it's better buying better recording equipment, whether it's renewing the website, or whether it's getting prize support for our tournaments. You guys are the reason we run Puckle. We are you guys a- make it happen. So that's where you can find us. If you have any questions, you can always shoot us an email. Thatch's personal phone number is um, <laughs> available if you go back and listen to all the episodes. You need to endure that kind of torture to find his personal phone number. There were two people uh, that found it this week. So, so I mean, <laughs> go ahead and dig through the archives, guys. Um, just give Thatch a ring. Um, as always, uh, you can always order a shirt from him on Etsy and then show up at his house at PuckleCon. Um, Shout-outs to the fluffiest Flimsicott. And... Uh, that's just how it is, Puckle's Buckle. And, of course, we've mentioned it twice already, but one more time for good luck, Puckle TCG on Facebook. We have a resource post there where you can find different links that you need to get your competitive game on. We have a chat that you can ask to be invited to, so that way you can participate in real time and talk to the rest of us and get our reactions in person. Um, you can interact with your co-hosts there. Um, we have the chat box meetup on regular Puckle uh, the second Monday and final Friday of every month. Um, we've got a lot going on, and you don't have an excuse if you don't think you have the time, because at some point in time, somewhere, somehow, you can participate in Puckle, too. Yes. Uh, also, before we forget, I want to make sure that we make this announcement like all the time. Uh, for the Sun and Moon release, we are doing a live show on November 19th at 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to, you guys can drop by the chat box and talk to us there while we talk about our first impressions of Sun and Moon. Yes, it's going to be super If some exciting. of us are awake, it's going to be a uh, long night. Uh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, uh, big changes are coming to the Peak Puckle TCG cast. Big, exciting changes, uh, which we'll list, you will hear about on Monday's Puckle podcast. Uh, we are going to have a different type of segments we're going to rearrange the whole show it's going to be shorter but more of it um so stay tuned to those changes they're coming soon and of course they are possible because you guys went to the survey and you unanimously almost unanimously told us that you want more of this and we appreciate it you appreciate uh, like gator and thatch just said we're nothing without you guys so that's the end of our show sublime always an honor always a pleasure gator Thank you so much for being here. You're awesome. Thank you. I appreciate your time. No problem. And that's how, how is this possible that you just like for alligator? What? About for alligator being the best Pokemon? <laughs> He's getting treatment for those scales. It's fine. Well, that's um, true. Thank you, Thatch, for coming in. <laughs> You're and welcome. here, all the way from Goldenrod, 
It's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.